Blog Talk Radio. Acknowledge some friends, and then we're going to talk about 
the uh, five topics that make that we call the five smooth stones. So I want to say tell that because I keep trying every week, but for some reason I can't do it. So today I'm going to do it if I don't do nothing else. All right. So, but I want to start off by saying, in 2011, the father, after coming from Cincinnati, in Cincinnati I was. I tried to be busy even then further in the kingdom of the Most High by being involved with marches, being involved with uh, calling the radio station at that time was WCVG, the only gospel radio station there in that uh, uh, metroplex, the Cincinnati, Dayton, uh, that, uh, that whole metroplex. There was only one gospel station. And I would call every single day uh, talking about things that the Father showed me for sure that was happening with our people and that was happening in our world and trying to unite this thing we call the church because we're very divided, black and white, along those lines. So, Father played my heart, and I began to start uh, uh, in Cincinnati. Actually, started even before that, brothers and sisters, when I used to take a, have a little, uh, 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 after being called preaching '82, didn't know quite what the message was, but just that I was called. And then later on, I will begin to get to revelation and start to well, start dealing with me with race and start dealing with me about who who we are as a people and. Once I got rid of the umbilical, umbil- uh, this umbilical, umbilical card, if I can talk tonight, uh, this, 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 almost like a cable that the Father showed me, where uh, we're being downloaded uh, lies and deception and ignorance by in form in the form of white supremacy, to where we can't be free, no matter what people bring stuff to us. The Father arrested me, so to speak, by showing me and exposing to me this cord, umbilical cord that I had of trust in uh, uh, white people and whiteness and white institutions and whatever so-called white people have built because I'm an innocent creation in America of whiteness. And although I wear a black skin, the Father showed me that all of us, Born and born and raised in America, and even those that are scattered throughout the whole world, if they pay too much attention to the West, they are no exceptions to this rule. That we are being downloaded all the time, 24/7, lies, deception, and uh, much uh, things we are ignorant to, because of these lies and deception, distortion of history, brothers and sisters, distortion of what the Father actually did, said, and is doing in the earth. Because I was a victim of that. I was not aware of who I was. And so once he broke the cord of trust in whiteness, white people, not saying I don't listen to white people, but it's just certain areas I don't trust them in because they have weaknesses, not all white people. I don't have to keep saying that tonight. Again, it's always the exception to the rules, and I thank God for those whites that are against white supremacy as much as I am. But anyway, once the Father began to break the umbilical cord that, that I had no aware, that I had no aware, that I had no aware of that was programming things inside of me and building me and, and, and giving me uh, evil nutrition that was causing me to fight against anything that was helping me or helping my people, you know, in the name of, uh, in the under the term of you sound too black or, you know, I would often ask you, are you Muslim? Just the typical stuff a lot of so-called Christians say, and it's not just Christians, it's all types of people raised in America, those that are not even in church at all. We fight against anything that's pro-so-called black people, pro-Africa, pro-anything that's other than whiteness. Anything other than whiteness, a lot of us fight. Now, we're changing, but that stuff is still in us. So the Father 
severed enough of that umbilical cord for me to begin to start getting revelations. And that birthed a Bible study in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where I would fly from Dallas to Tulsa sometime in the wee middle of the night almost to get there for these Bible studies. And we would read the Bible and discuss the possibility of who we are as a people, possibly Israelites, as Brother John Clark said. We didn't know, we didn't have all the scriptures we have now. And so that after 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 years of that, I eventually moved to Ohio, and then I started, of course, going over WCBG radio station there because I wanted people to hear, and then that ended up translating into uh, uh, me taking people to Israel. I got on with the airlines and started, uh, I, was, I was on with the airlines, and then I started tra- taking people to Israel, uh, began to, to travel to the 24 countries and learn even more and even more. So, brothers and sisters, what happened? Where are you going with this, Brother Seth? Where I'm going with this is the Father uh, uh, began to open up my understanding. The best way I can describe it, as I said in the last uh, Facebook Live and Blog Talk Radio uh, session, it's like I died and came alive. I talked about a person that was used to Rosalind. Uh, uh, that introduced me to the black bookstore in Dallas, Fort Worth, Dallas, excuse me, Dallas, Texas, downtown Dallas. And that bookstore, of course, opened up hundreds, probably about 200 scholars that I never even know existed in the whole world. And a lot of these scholars is teaching white kids, not that they're the standard or nothing, but I'm just saying America valued a lot of these scholars, but I didn't know them because I was in Christianity and, and, and I see I'm a, what they call a Christian, but what I'm saying is I was in these, a lot of us are just in these churches and, and we're taught by people that are very afraid, good people, good people, the best of people as far as their heart. Can't get no better than some of these pastors and leaders. Let me sip, a, sip on that one. Some of these pastors... I mean, they are priceless. The Bible said, blessed is him who come in the name of the Lord. How lovely are the feet of them that carry the good news. There's nothing like a man of God that truly is sold out to the cause of Christ and that is teaching and that are, that are humble. There's nothing like that person unless it's another servant. So anyway, the Father's going to open my eyes onto a lot of things. And tonight, y'all, this is open for I'm going to be bouncing around. I do have a central theme, but I'm going to be bouncing around, so that's why I have to say open. So, again, I want to welcome you to my uh, to the Five Swiss Song Network. Uh, normally, it's, it's about six of us, but we went our separate ways, and uh, we'll eventually come back together probably over YouTube or something like that. But right now, Brother Seth is going solo unless somebody, one of, one of the, Guess one of the, uh, excuse me, co-hosts uh, log in here. So anyway, the Father opened me up to all kinds of things, truth that was around me that made me much more freer than I was just going to the Four Walls Church that I was attending at the time because, again, a lot of these pastors, out of fear and out of, some of them out of ignorance, they are stifling their own congregation. They are impeding the progress of the Holy Spirit. You know, the Father you cannot put in a box, and there's a lot of people that will never dart a church. Some are even atheists, but that don't mean they don't have a hold of truth where the earth is concerned. 
That don't mean they'll have a truth. Uh, that don't mean they haven't gotten a hold of truth where Africa is concerned. That don't mean they'll have truth uh, understanding uh, uh, who we are and how we become the different colors and what divided us, what divided humanity. There's a lot of very smart people. And because the church is just a lot of time in ignorance, stuck on just salvation, and they think salvation, see how I said it on salvation, even I kind of just define it as, a, as such, but what they, the, what they're what they're stuck on is what they think is a salvation message, which is just Jesus came, lived, died, rose again, and is you know is to return. They feel like that's all you teach people, so they deserve they deserve an A plus in that, and getting people baptized, of course. And they'll talk about living holy, you know, and that that is all that is good. That's the door. You can't have none of what I'm talking about. Or any any any. There's no conversation on the earth. Uh, in terms of pleasing the Father throughout going through Christ. So that's the door. But once you come in the door, there's a whole world that they're not talking about a lot of these churches. And so and it's not just the churches. A lot of these uh, even forward thinkers that do talk about all this other stuff, they're still missing a whole lot of things the Father is saying. After all, he controls the whole earth, the galaxies, the cosmos, everything. There's a lot to our earth, and we just can't stay at the cross, stay at the door. As you know, Apostle Paul said, let us move on past the teachings of Christ and, and uh, land again the foundation of repentance, and this we will revisit. We revisit the door. Of course, we do every single show. I talk about Christ being born again, living right, every single show. But we can't afford to spend all of our time talking about the door, especially if the Father has commanded us not to spend all of our time talking about the door. So we can't re- disrespect the door just because you move on to other teachings. That don't mean you don't uh, favor Christ or his blood or salvation or baptism or land again repenting and the, the, the value of repenting and how we should re- All this is important. So having said all that, because uh, uh, that's how the journey started way back when I was first called preaching in 82 and then, like I said, started doing a little, my ministry started at Castlewood uh, in Fort Worth, witnessing and sharing with, uh, I told you all about the one year, I think I won like 70 people, the father using me, 70 people, but there was still something going on in me, there were some things that, that the father was trying to reveal to me, but I had again this ungodly trust in whites, and, and listened to them almost exclusively, and, and sometimes I was listening, when I was in coaching, I was listening to black ministers as well, but just because you listen to black ministers, don't mean you've escaped white supremacy, so basically I was listening to a lot of ministry Ministries under the spell of white supremacy, which means Brother Seth can grow. So, again, the Father used, like I said, last Facebook Live, uh, a sister by the name of Rosalind, we won't mention her last name, uh, to introduce me to the Black Dallas Black Bookstore, and that bookstore opened up hundreds of authors. So, like I said, I wind up being in Cincinnati, and in Cincinnati I would go on WCBG uh, every single day. Every single day, just sharing, uh, again, what the Father's given me for sure. Uh, liberating, I'm sure, a lot of people. And uh, some of them to this day say just that, Seth, you liberated. The Father used you to help liberate me in a lot of areas. And so after WCBG uh, in Cincinnati days, I moved back to Texas. And that was in 2008. And 2008 to 11, just trying to figure out what I was going to do here in Texas uh, with regards to the ministry. And so I started the Five Smooth Stone Network. And some of the co-hosts, I didn't forget, <laughs> have been people early on, like um, 
um, Brother uh, Bobby Patterson, uh, a.k.a. Beacon to Victoria. You probably know I'm calling his name out, but that brother was instrumental early on. Uh, I remember other people, uh, Brother Joseph Johnson used to come on a lot. And I don't say this person's name a lot, but I probably should, and that is my wife. Arlene was the very first co-host I had, and she and I, at first, the very first show was Arlene and I. very second show, I think, was Arlene and I. very third show, I think I was by myself, and I went by myself for a while because I didn't know if I really wanted co-hosts on because I didn't know, you know, so... Probably for about a year, I pretty much was, maybe about two years, I pretty much spearheaded by myself. And we had some very large numbers back then, probably because I was new. I don't know. We had thousands on one episode. You know, our most popular show had like 9,000. But again, brothers and sisters, um, I'm just sharing, again, things the Father uh, uh, have done with this uh, Five Smooth Stone. We're going to talk about what, what it is, and it's not going to be boring because there's this, you're going to see, as I say so often, signs, wonders, and miracles uh, happening throughout my life. That's why I'm doing Facebook Live and Blog Talk Radio here at the same time. I'm trying to uh, talk about this Five Smooth Stone Network that's broadcasting over these two networks and how the Father has done, again, signs, wonders, and miracles in my life. So Arlene was... uh, the first co-host, and then there was, I think, probably Bobby Patterson. I just don't remember everybody. I'm going to forget somebody because there were some early people, and I don't never call their name. When I call somebody a co-host, I mean, they've been on probably more than five times. But um, there was uh, Brother Terry, uh, Brother Yashua, and, of course, uh, uh, we had a Bible study with Brother Terry, Brother a.k.a. Brother uh, Yeshua out of Cincinnati, with Brother John Clark, who also ended up coming on the Five Song Network, Brother Ellisure, uh, a.k.a. Brother Gary Ellison, uh, also would come on from time to time. And then later, Pastor Alcee Chris would join. Uh, Sister Eliana Badia, I reached out to her, a sister that was a listener who ended up coming on. And then, of course, Brother Kenwin Casberry, a little later, he was the latest one. Um, but before he, uh, again, that was... Uh, the ambassador, uh, Purcell Purcell, who's been pretty much riding with me the longest lately. Lately, he's been like the, um, it's been he and I doing a lot of our broadcasts. So if you tune into the Five Smooth Stone Network, uh, which you can do that by simply Googling Five Smooth Stone Blog Talk Radio, you're going to hear probably mostly Brother M, the ambassador Purcell Purcell and myself. We've been spearheading this pretty much towards the end here, but just know of a certainty these co-hosts come and go, and most likely they'll be back. Uh, we're taking a little break, and like I said, I'm, uh, I'm building, uh, well, I am, uh, um, I have a channel on YouTube, and I'm going to be going to that channel and doing some things. Uh, loading up programs and, uh, and, uh, now bear with me here, I need to do something here. So, Anyway, these are some of the calls that I miss. Anybody that knows Sister Eliana Bobby, I mentioned her, Brother Alcee Chris, Pastor Alcee Chris of Fort Worth. Um, there's been uh, I, there's been people I just can't think of. And sometimes people only co-host like Brother Carl uh, of uh, Israel Doctrine was on a few times. Uh, I've had guests on, but I'm talking about co-host, somebody ride with me for a while. 
uh, that have been on. So it's been quite a few people over the years, and again, I want to thank them. Uh, so I want to uh, talk about again um, this name. I'm going to try to, uh, my best to again talk about what is this five Smithsonian Network. Because I keep forgetting for some reason about the sisters. I don't know what it, what's going on. I get so excited, I forget to talk about. Um, why we named this the Five from Stone Network, where the name come from. Well, years ago, while attending a, uh, a Believers Convention in here in Fort Worth, a gentleman by the name of Kenneth Copeland, I had a Believers Convention. And this man, um, this convention was uh, about 20,000 strong. And so in 1987, to make the long story short, in 1987, Kenneth Copeland said something, but it wasn't just Kenneth Copeland, there was a lot of, whites and black pastors back in this time, if y'all remember, that was saying God is getting ready to use the black man like never before, and the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. That's what they were saying. One more time. God is getting ready to use the black man like never before, and the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. Now, y'all can go make out of that what you like, but that convention center erupted in praise. Never seen so many whites excited over that word. A lot of them rejoice hearing again, one more time, God is getting ready to use the black man like never before. And the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. We shouted. We really praise God. Yes, we did. Between 87 and 88, I saw racism in the church. I knew about racism outside of the church, but I knew that racism would be inside of the church. So from 87 to 88, at Calvary, which, again, which was a large church, very large church. We're talking about at least 7,000 people membership. Calvary was a humongous church, y'all. Well, I saw racism inside a church, and I did not know that that existed. And I found out something in 80, between 87 and 88 that a lot of times what whites would do that are saved, my good white people, again, not all. Please don't let me have to keep saying that, y'all. But what a lot of them would do is when they really don't want you to have something that is you're entitled to, you work hard for Perhaps you, uh, and I, just in case so I won't forget, brothers and sisters, for those of you that's going to be celebrating Rosh Hashanah, I want to just, uh, again, um, wish you a uh, happy feast day that are celebrating. This. I think it starts tomorrow. It does start tomorrow through Sunday. Um, this is when, well, I'll talk about that later. But anyway, brothers and sisters at Calvary, I got a message that white people will say things like, they'll gas you up. They'll say things like, brother, God is getting ready. No disrespect. This ain't no hatred. Ain't no net. This is a love channel. Whites are welcome here, respected here, and valued equally. So ain't no hatred. Understand what I'm saying. A lot of them that are practicing racism will say, Brother, God is getting ready to put his word in you. Or they'll say something like, you got that word in you, and one day you're going to be able to lead us white people. Or they'll say 
something like, uh, brother, you, 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 you know far more than I know. They'll always gas you up, sometimes even better than them, but they don't give you what is rightfully yours. They make it hard for you. But they just keep gassing you up saying God is getting ready in the future to do something for you. Kind of like they, with the slaves, they had them talking about heaven all the time. That's the message, that's the only message they would allow us to preach to each other about heaven, how it's going to be later. Don't do nothing now, though. Brother, that's evil. Brothers and sisters, that's evil. That's a type of evil. And I want to shout out to, uh, again, I don't look out, look down in names. <laughs> I try not to, but every once in a while when I get close like this, I'll see a name. I can't even see a name sometime way back here. But I want to shout out to my cousin that's listening, uh, uh, Darlene Douglas. Um, yesterday we had uh, Dorothy Brown, which is my mother's, one of my mother's best friend, older uh, relative. It's always good to see that the Can- Douglas Kennedy line in the house. Um, so as more people come, I don't know why people seem to come to these Facebook lives late, but I have, while if I can slow down, I want to thank those of you that have come. Every single Facebook Live I have done have been over 100 views. And uh, I didn't know if that was good or bad or whether to be grateful or not, but I just happened to get a little nosy and do a little research, and I found out that is not the case. You know, there's Facebook Lives that probably average more like 20, 30 views. And, and I know there's thousands too, but... And then I have had one that was actually 2,000 views. And to be honest with you, that's why I'm wearing this particular outfit, because this is an outfit from my stepfather, Billy Rhymes. And whenever I put on this outfit, brothers and sisters, I'm going to give you all that here early a little, uh, a little uh, tidbit here, a little, little something for you all to know. Whenever you see Brother Seth in this uniform or in this uh, outfit, not uniform, just know he's talking about biblical proof of us being Israel. I made up my mind that's what I'm going to do. Whenever I put this on in remembrance of Billy, I'm going to talk about biblical hardcore scriptures about who the Israelites are. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. But it is open. I'm going to jump around a little bit. But I'm doing this because when I did, I already I did two two of these in this outfit, and one of them was erasing. That was my most popular show. It had 2,100 listens, yeah, listens, and it was just disappeared. So I think Facebook erased it for some reason. I don't know. If Facebook did some other hacker between Facebook and us, um, in between us, intercepted the show. I don't know, but it disappeared, brothers. It's not in my deleted files. So I'm going to do it again. And this right here, this particular episode is to replace that. And actually, I made up my mind I'm going to do two of these. So this show tonight will replace that. But anyway, let's get on to uh, uh, what are the five smooth stone networks. So, again, can 87, Kenneth Copeland said, God's going to use a black man. 88, uh, between 87 and 88, I saw racism in the church. And so when Kenneth Copeland said in 1988 the same message, that God is getting ready to use the black man like never before, and the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. I didn't rejoice then, because I recognized that a lot of whites will say stuff like that. Uh, they, they're toying with you. They're playing with you. They don't want to give you. They, they don't have the right spirit, and they're racist, a lot of them. Not all of them. 
And mostly when I'm talking about whites, for the most part, I'm talking about those in power because there's some white people that they just like black people. They don't have no power in their part. They're being used and, and abused just like all of us, most of us. And, again, the Father can protect us when and if we submit to him to be to destroy any giant just like uh, David did with the five smooth songs. So, anyway, when Cousin Copa said that, I, I was, I thought, that that was one of those those times where he was just trying to toy with us. Again, Kenneth Copeland said, God is getting ready to use the black men like never before. The first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. He said that in 1987, we told the commission to shout, whites and blacks, because we never had heard a word like that. So in 1988, Kenneth Copeland said the same word. God is getting ready to use the black men like never before, and the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. I didn't shout. Nope. I didn't shout. Because I thought the man was toying with us. Then he said something else that really made me even more upset. He said, won't you get upset, Brother Seth? He said, God is getting ready to use a black man like never before, and the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. You should like that word, yes. But again, like I just explained, a lot of time with our brothers and sisters, our white brothers and sisters, see, a lot of time with our white brothers and sisters do, their hearts are not right. They are born again, I believe. And they are, God is working on them. The Most High is working on them. But they're not 100% submitted, just like some of you, just like me. I can't say every every of my life is totally submitted to the Father. I want it to be, but it's not. There's some things I kind of hold on to. Some of us have let it all go and say, Father, you, you know, it's not religious to say that, but in reality, a lot of most, if the if the body of Christ was like that, we'd be done. To, we'd be done. We'd be done. Turn this world upside down. No, He is not Lord of every area of our life, as far as us being obedient. And He is as far as our Lord. I do believe that. Let me make my point though. We're getting into where did you come up with the name Five Smooth Stone? What is this all about? I told y'all what happened in my early life, and so in 2011, we, I started this blog on Blog Talk Radio called the Fires from Stone Network. So, Brother Seth, what have you been up to? That's what I've been up to. So, in 2011, I moved back to Texas. I started this, this up. Told you about the co-hosts. We've already covered them. Now, I'm talking about the name. David had five smooth stones. He brought down his giant. So, watch what's about to happen. When Kenneth Copeland says, what he said, then he added, he said these words. I got something to tell black people. But I can't tell you right now. But when I tell you, you're going to tear up this convention center. Y'all going to rejoice. And I was back in the back, kind of looking like this. Because I recognized something. At least this is what I felt the Father was sharing with me. A lot of our white brothers and sisters, they are not going to tell the truth. If they see something in Scripture about black people that are positive, they ain't going to tell it. Because there's a stronghold in them. A lot of them fear we're going to rise up. And some of us are acting crazy with hating the white man and dumb stuff. So they ain't going to want to give us more fuel. So I don't trust white people. With this message I listen to them on almost anything Yes I do I know I've said in the past on the blog Don't listen, Stop listening to white people 
y'all got to feel my spirit. I don't mean stop listening to What if white people are inspired by the Father? Of course you listen to it. One of my favorite, a lot of my favorite speakers to the teachers right now, Andrew Womack is one of my favorites. Noam Chomsky, who they say is the smartest mind of our time, I don't believe that. I think that's white supremacy right there. But I do think he's a bad boy. Noam Chomsky is a dude. They say he's the, he's the one guy nobody will debate. That old man, 90 years old, just a walking encyclopedia. Noam Chomsky, I listen to. I, if I wish I could see my bookshelf. I got all types of white ministers I listen to. But not on this topic. Not on racism. Now, if they're exposing white supremacy, I'll listen to them. But I don't like listening to white. I don't even like listening to a lot of our white brothers and sisters that are what they call end-time prophets because they don't even acknowledge us as Israelites. Some of you don't either, and that's okay. Tonight we're going to fix that. Most I'm going to fix it, not Brother Seth. I'm going to show you scriptures, brothers and sisters. I don't care who you are. You're going to say, wait a minute. Did God really say that Israel would be put in slave ships? Yes. Well, and I want to shout out to, to uh, oh, uh, again, when I get close like this, I'll see a name. I'm trying not to look at the screen, y'all, but I want to shout out to a childhood friend of mine, uh, Elder Tommy Davis. Always good to see him in the house. But anyway, brothers and sisters, got the most high in 1988, Caused me, I think, to see if Kenneth Copeland was telling the truth and saying God is going to use a black man like never before, and the first is going to be last, and last is going to be first. And when he said, "I got something to tell you, black people," I just can't tell you right now. He might have been telling the truth, but I knew, I know, when I was at Calvary downtown Fort Worth, there was a lot of racist white people that was saved. They love black people. Let's get this straight. Let's get something straight. Do they love us? Yes. Well, I don't believe they love us. I hear some of y'all now. I don't think they love us. Look, man, you love your wife, you try to control your wife. You love your husband, you try to control your husband. You love your kids, and you're trying to control your kids. Just because you try to control what you love, don't mean you don't love them. No. I think they love us. But their love is tainted. And because they have that kind of love, I can't trust just like if it was my mother and she was trying to control me. I can't trust my mom, mom were, were in that regard. So if my brother was trying to control me, wherever the area he gets to where he starts to be controlling, I can't trust him in the area. I can't trust white people in the area where it relates to black people, their progress, who they are, what God is doing with them, or any good thing that Africa or black people are doing. I don't listen to them. That stuff we hear in February, we never hear white people say that. Why do we have to wait to February? It's a reason. That's a stronghold. Just like this, brothers and sisters, I don't trust black people on certain topics. I don't. I, I take them with a the grain of salt. One of them is wealth. We ain't never really had it. We don't have a lot of old money, people that had money for a long, 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 long time. I mean, it's people like Oprah, it's people like that, but Oprah really is new money. I'm talking about folks that have had it for years and years and just, just comfortable with it, ain't trying to be bling, ain't trying to be, sh- ain't trying to be seen. I don't have to people like that. So I don't trust listening to black people wealthy with money. I may listen as to how to get it from them, but I don't, as far as what God wants I don't, that's why, that's why I went thrown by Kurt Flo talking about, you know, how money, then we come along and apologize, 
No, no, don't disrespect the Creflo, because Creflo does many, many things. Creflo is a man of God. He has won all types. He's a Lord. Help, help man. Come on, y'all. Can you get a man a break? But I do think he was given a grievance. I saw that a long time ago. I'm given to things. There's certain areas you can't trust me in. If you know there's certain things I don't talk about, why I don't have fruit in it. I have a lot of fruit in it. I said, I don't have a lot of fruit in it. And if you really listen, you can almost tell what it is. There's certain topics I won't talk about too much. Because I have a lot of fruit in it. It don't mean I don't know what I'm talking about. I just don't have a lot of fruit in it. So, anyway, let's talk about the mess. So, when I get home in 1988, I didn't cry, but I was sad. And I made up my mind in 1988, I was not going to listen to white people anymore. See, I just said that. Some of y'all think, he means at all. I just got this saying I listen to white people most things, but I'm not going to listen to them anymore as it relates to our people. They can't be trusted because they bind into being white, which is a lie from the pit of hell. Ain't nobody white. Ain't nobody black. God, the Bible does not acknowledge white and black. Y'all, we better get away from that. We're going to kill each other. Because if you, you're going to want your team to win, and they want their team to win. So how are we going to get along? We want more seats in the Congress. Well, we want more seats in the Congress. We want black governors. Well, we want governors, even though they have all the governors. It's just they're going to constantly be fighting and looking when we get too close. Ah, and there's some white, some black, so ignorant, not in a negative way, but they just don't know. They think the world is so peaceful. They think all set, you're tripping, you're only talking about this black and white. Every time you're on, you're talking about this. This is why I do what I do because of people just like this. This is one of the reasons. Now, check this out. There's a lot of blacks. Oh, you're always talking about black and white. You're always talking about this Israel stuff. you always... They don't understand. You don't live in Detroit. You don't live in areas where blacks are threatening because of their numbers. I tell my wife all the time, we're in Euless. I just told where I'm from, where I live. Anyway, we're in Euless. I cannot look at what I see in Euless and think this is black people. This is not black people. When you're not a threat to whites, the cops here are different. I called the cops the other day on some white people. That they don't, it don't happen often, but they was a, they was kind of loud, and I didn't want to walk over there and ask them, "Hey, could you see me down?" I was tired, middle of the night. I just called the cops on them. <laughs> cops roll up, and I was just a baffled. Lights turn off. They get out of their car, walk to the back of these people's house, talk to them. Hey, that is not how they do in the black community. So we got to remember your world. That means that's not the real world necessarily that black people live in. Anyway, Pastor Stone Network, and I see Pastor Elsie Chris in the house. He's one of those that have been uh, one of our co-hosts right there. That's uh, Pastor Elsie Chris. And um, Pastor Chris, I don't know if you want to come on or not uh, and just say hi. I'm kind of doing a, a solo thing where I'm running, but I would love for them to see your face if you want to just come on. I don't know if you what your background is, is like. But if you can't, don't move. Don't do anything. But anyway, Pastor Alcee Chris is one of those uh, pastors. He passes in Fort Worth, uh, Alatia Temple. And this man is in all kinds of stuff. Just happened to see him, y'all. Forgive me for kind of getting distracted here. But anyway, Pastor Alcee Chris 
is one of those people that have, uh, he wrote a book, I think, uh, Walk Through the Valley or something like that, and uh, talking about, again, African presence in the scriptures, I mean, in history and in the scriptures. That's your Fort Worth pastor right there. So we're trying our best to wake up our people, our people. You can't say our people, and I'm not basing upon the lie of white and black, because you can't. We can't be related on white and black. We're not related on black. It's just not enough. You have to break that down. It was only uh, the father only acknowledged people in Genesis 10, and they broke off and became other nations. That's all he acknowledged. He didn't acknowledge somebody going and saying, "Okay, we're going to make you white and you black." So I got to be careful using that. But I can't. Call, I can't. When I say my people, I'm not talking about black people. I'm talking about Israelites. Simple and plain. And tonight. Once I get done talking about the title, we're going to get into some hardcore scriptures, and you're going to say, Brother Seth, I ain't never heard of that scripture. Brother Seth, I ain't never heard of Leviticus 13. Brother Seth, I did not know that's how the Bible referred to white skin. I never heard that. I know. Because like I said, when you're born in this country and you don't go nowhere else, all you ever know, you may be around people talking about black power. They can be hollering about, I hate white man. They can be hollering about, assalamu alaikum. They can be hollering about hotel. They can be hollering about whatever they want to holler about. They're born in this country. They're white people. They may hate white people. I know some black people say, I hate them. But watch them real close. See what their value system is. See how they look at things. And the same people turn and say, I don't like Africans. Or they'll say, I ain't from Africa. Fool, everybody from Africa. Literally, I shouldn't say fool. But every, if you if you ain't from Africa, you ain't a human. <laughs> like Dick Gregory would say, being funny, and he was funny when he said, the animals never left. The animals never left. No, civilization started in Iraq. Okay, where are the animals? Yeah, you can go lying about history all you want. You don't get no 9,000 giraffes, 18,000 rhinoceros, and <laughs> the animals never left. So white people listen tonight, this is the Love Channel. Welcome to the Five Swim Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth. I don't have my co-host with me like I normally do, but eventually we'll be back, all of us, bleed at. And they are, a lot of them are a lot smarter than I and a lot more punctual and articulate than I am. Like Pastor Alcee Chris on the line there. So I started the network, but the Father has sent me people with different twists and turns on it. Sister Eliana speaks about four or five languages. Pastor Alcee Chris is, is, like I say, all through Fort Worth just fighting for our cause. His brother LSU Ellison, educated ORU theologian. He is a theologian for real. Church history, that's his thing. Brother John Clark talks about the book of Revelation. He's got a good insight on Revelation. He thinks he's not this sharp. That brother's sharp. Uh, is he so modest? And he may not know everything single thing about the book of Revelation coming to sure, but they're very, they, can get, they can go there. They understand a lot of what um, the, uh, um, the apostle was revealed in the book of Revelation. And brother, uh, brother uh, and, and uh, the ambassador, Purcell Porsche, he always very humble, but this brother have an eye on the church like never before. He see, he just have issues with the church, and it's not operating on five on, on all the cylinders and operating in the, the gifts of the spirit and healing. That's Ambassador Percep or Shea. Maybe he'll join me tonight. I don't know. But tonight, I'm about to switch gears and go 100 miles an hour. I got about I got so many scriptures about to come at you. 
and we're going to prove tonight, if you listen, if you just listen, that African Americans are one, just one of the lost tribes of Israel. And that it is impossible. No, you better not say impossible. No, it's impossible that they can't be. They live out the scriptures more than anybody. And I love the people in Israel, the Israelis. Know that. Ain't no no hatred. But they don't live out the Bible. I'm over 60 years old. Since 1988, I've been trying to find proof. They do not live out the Bible. When I go to Israel, I'm going to see if I can show you all this recorder. This recorder I take to Israel. It's old, I know. But I oftentimes will be walking around in Tiberias, Demona, Jerusalem, or Jerusalem, Bethlehem, with this. Do you know why I have this? Because when I get in the dialogue with the Israelis, number one, I'm going to be walking in love for those people. I'm going to be as kind as the word kind means. And I want to know, how do you know you're Israel Jew? And I would often say, of course, the one time I got into a conversation, I put it like this to, uh, uh, this, this is what on any old Jew. This was one of their leaders on a plane. And I know it was one of those leaders I was checking in with him. And I said, I know people in the back in the States, on our, in route from Tel Aviv to, to uh, Newark. En route from Tel Aviv to Newark from, from Israel on a plane. I asked this guy whose name was Vinny. That was his last name. I don't even remember it. But if I did, I wouldn't tell you. I said, there's people in the States, black people, that say they're the Jews. Give me something to tell them because the Bible says that no one is to touch the Jews. The Bible says, those that bless you, I will bless. Those that curse you, I will curse. And I don't want my people in America that's saying they're Jews to be cursed. Was I being a little, yeah. I didn't let him know what I believe, but it don't matter. I, I really don't want us to be cursed. <laughs> so I said, he started to talk to me. Then I asked him, can I record you? He said, yes. And I recorded him. And I played this recording for many people. Especially at ASAC in Columbus, Ohio. Pastor Joe Weston, he's passed away since, but I played it at that church. You could, the, the engine was loud, but you still could hear. Folks, they don't have nothing for your brother. The man said the Holocaust is in the Bible. If you find the Holocaust in the Bible, contact me. I will give you $500. There is nothing 
out of respect and much love for the Jewish people, the people that the world called Jewish or that some of the world called Jewish, because everybody ain't buying it. The only thing that they go through that is scripture is when the Bible says that I'm going to bring nations from the north. It says uh, Jeremiah 16 and 16, I think it is, where it talks about uh, he will call all of the families. See how I got off? We're talking about the name. Anyway, I'll get back to that, y'all. Some of y'all heard this so many times. I know Pastor Elsie Christmas probably is nodding because he didn't hear this means I was doing it so many times. But I talked to that guy for that whole plane ride. That man didn't have nothing for me. In the end, I kind of revealed who I was without saying it. When I started talking about white skin in the Bible. And he said, Seth, I don't know. It could be true. But you Orthodox Israelite Jew, and you're talking to a Gentile, you think, and you're telling me, I don't know, you could be right. No, I can't be right. Part of Israel's calling, a mandate upon their life, is that you win the Gentile. If I'm a Gentile, like some of y'all think I am, how come he couldn't even, he had no word? And all I was saying was, they say, like, for instance, this is me talking to him. One of the things I said to him. Y'all got to go back and listen to those old Facebook lives. And more importantly, go back and listen to uh, the Five Stone Network. We have over 600 shows talking about stuff like this. So I says, they say in America that the Bible says y'all have a wife. Now, the Bible says that you shall betroth a wife, but another nation, a nation is going to come sleep with your nation of women. That's a lot of sex. And it says y'all never been through that. Ain't that a good question? Again, the, these these people that's related to me, these black people in America, they say that uh, the Bible says that Israel women was going to, one of the curses if they disobeyed, if they disobey uh, as a nation. Now, again, individually, we're not under no curse. Uh, please don't let me repeat that no more on this show. We're not under no curse individually if we obey the Father. No, we're not. I don't believe it. If you obey the Father, you obey the Father, you and your whole household, ain't no curse coming to your address. That's a lie from the pit of hell. You can, you can claim heal, healness. Uh, you can be healed. You can you can have money. You can, you can be able to prosper. I believe all that. But we're talking about Tonight, your nation, don't get it twisted. We're talking about the nation you are part of, and you are a part of a nation. So anyway, this man tells me, yeah, our women went through that. Hitler, you ain't never heard in the history of your life that the Jewish people was raped by the millions. You ain't never heard that. I'm sure some rapes happened. Anytime you captivate a people. But, I mean, we were so raped till you can pretty much say light-skinned, so-called black people is a result of that because that is not the color that we're supposed to be, where we came from. Back to Kenneth Copeland and the Five Stone topic. So when I got home after Kenneth Copeland said, God is going to use a black man like never before the second time in 1988, and he finished it with, this is powerful, y'all. Watch what I'm about to say. You think that was something? Wait till you figure out these five smooth stones came about, those five topics we call five smooth stones. There's topics. Five questions I asked the Most High. 
five topics that came out of those questions. I said five small stones is five topics. Either one of these stones or topics can slay the giant of white supremacy. I said either one of these topics or what we call stones, like David's five small stones, either one of the topics can slay the giant. Now, this is a true story. <laughs> I called it five small stones. God said call it five small stones, but I realized I asked the Father about five questions when I went home in 1988 convention, and about five topics come out of that. I call it Five Smooth Stone. I call it that. We talk about everything under the sun at the Five Smooth Stone Network, hundreds of topics. But we talk about the most, these five. So I go home, and I'm, I didn't cry. No, I didn't cry. But I was sad. I said, man, this why you talking with us, man. I got something to tell you black people that I just can't tell you right now. Who do you think they are? And I prayed this prayer. True story, brothers and sisters. Better listen to your brother tonight. And he, the Father will do for me what he did for you. Why? Because he loves us. Really love us. Even when we don't love ourselves. He is setting me free from this umbilical cord of trust I had in white people. To where even when people tell me stuff that was true, I heard about believing in Israel like long time ago. I would have been able to receive it, but there was a, an umbilical cord connected to my head, feeding me lies and this and ignorance about who I was. To where when somebody comes talking about some black, I would say, I don't have that black stuff. Some of y'all say that. Or oh, here we go with this black stuff. Some of y'all say that. Here's a good one. I would say to people back in the day when I was had that umbilical cord, ungodly trust for white people, I would say this. You're Muslim. I just got you. So y'all, some of y'all say that. No, I'm not a Muslim. No, I don't hate white people. And while y'all playing on Islam, you better understand something. Had it not been for Islam, black people would know, have no black history because white supremacy when it came throughout the whole earth, it whitewashed everything. And the only religion that really fought white supremacy was Islam. It's the most successful warrior against white supremacy, even though I ain't no Muslim. I have to acknowledge that. Don't be stupid. It's about, it's, it's about you know, half the earth of Muslims. You think all the people just dumb, stupid, ignorant? That's another thing I was taught. Don't you have mother friends? Aren't they nice? Aren't they kind? Aren't they sweet? Aren't they loving? Don't some of them live circles around you? Do not they worship the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Yes, they do. Good plan. I know I'm taking these side roads. I told you I was just going to be open. I'm going to get to back to the topic. Last show, I, I, I didn't get around to the whole show, but we're about to get to why. What happened with those five topics? But that's the one thing I got delivered from with the whole thing about Islam. We've been lied to. When they talk about Allah, it's just another name for God. I even found it, and I, and I was sharing some friends about how I saw Allah in the Hebrew. And it literally said Allah. It's just another name for God. I don't know. I have my own 
I'm not going to throw no shade on nobody. But uh, I'm not going to mention the name. But there's a relative of mine that said, no, Allah ain't God. So I called a Muslim one time at work, and I said, listen, I got somebody on the line, very person that I really, really respect, y'all. to be a minister, powerful minister. And the Muslim said to me, if Allah is real, the wooden God that they worship at the Kabbalah, you know, whatever, whatever this person was telling me, this Muslim said, I don't worship him. I worship the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We read Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and the same books you do. We're talking about the same Abraham. We're talking about the same Isaac. And I told this person, no, he's a liar. That's what I mean. The Christian church is going to have to give account to God for that. You got somebody halfway there. At least they believe in the Bible. Just just with your smart self articulate how Christ wasn't just a man, another man, as they saying. Talk about how we needed that blood. and We need him. Just, just explain the gospel. More detail to the Muslim. Could I hate on them? Elsie, Chris, I sure hope, brother, you can text me if you can come on. I think this thing is, is I would like for you to just say hello to people and leave. You, you don't have to stay because, I, I, again, I'm doing my thing. and I'm, you, you don't know which way I'm going. But, y'all, again, it's normally about six of us. So, if you can come on, text, type that, brother. And uh, we're going to take a little break here, brothers and sisters. We're going to take a little break. And, y'all. I'm going to nail this down, though, before we take the break about what the five topics are. So, anyway, I went home and I prayed to the Father these questions. Here we go. Y'all want to know the five questions I asked the Most High? I wasn't crying. I was sad, though. My heart was broke. These people I trusted. I love Kenneth Copeland. One of my favorite ministers of all time. Back in the day when I listened to T.L. Osmond, Kenneth Hagen, Happy Caldwell, Jerry Savelle's, lots of them. So I asked the father, what's with you using the black man? They're saying, Kenneth Copeland, other people, and just Kenneth Copeland. That, was, that, word, that word was, you, everywhere you, you hear people saying, God can raise a black man. God can raise a black man. And now, look at all these black pastors everywhere with white followers. That's new. Like it is to this many, it's new. What's what you're using the black man, Father? I said, what if a white man seek you? If white man seek you, you mean you're going to go say, no, I don't want to use the black man. It sounds racist to me. So for those of you that think I got a problem with white people, did you hear what I just said? I asked the Father, Father, what's what you're using? Let me put a little background music in the background, y'all. I like to have praise and worship music. So let's... And again, those of y'all uh, celebrating Rosh Hashanah, again... Starting on tomorrow, those Israelites, a lot of our people have returned back to the holidays or holy days that our full parents observe, and that's good. So check this out. Just a little praise and worship music in the background. So I'm asking the Father, Father, what's what you're using a black man? I said, if a white man seek you, you mean you're not going to use a white man? It, it don't sound racist. White man seeking you, he's 
turned his life over to you. He's seeking you, and you saying, no, I can't use you. I'm going to use the black man. The father is not racist. The Bible says he's those that wish for a source from the spirit and truth. He ain't on no black and white. Even when he was working with Israel, it was because that nation had priests and they was a people that acknowledged him. When they didn't acknowledge him, he didn't choose them. He had all types of people he raised up against Israel to whoop, beat them down and to enslave them. Yes, yes. Y'all better get that right. Those that worship must worship him in spirit. It has nothing to do with your DNA. I don't think he ever really was about DNA. Again, even when he worked with DNA Israel or Israel was a nation, it's because of a, a covenant he made with Abraham, who was a spiritual Jew and a natural Jew for real, the father of them. But he had a spiritual connection. He believed God, believed Yah. Hallelujah. So I asked the father, what's what you using the black man? What's what you using the black man? I wasn't buying it. Sound like they just gassing us up and they really don't want to give us our rightful place, Kenneth Copeland. God is getting ready. No, God wants us to have it now. That's how I felt. God, what's what you using the black man? Another thing I asked the Father, well, what's going on, Father? What's going on? Remember I told you about my sister Rosalind that introduced me to a bookstore in Dallas called the Black Bookstore. Downtown Dallas. And at this bookstore, I was exposed to hundreds of black authors. Kane Hope Felder, uh, Felder uh, uh, I think I got his name right, Noble Drew Ali. Dr. Francis Chris Wilson, these are names I learned going to the Dallas bookstore, and I never heard these people before. I described that experience when Rosalind took me to that bookstore as a type of being reborn. I was already born again. Why y'all, y'all playing? shouldn't say that, but the Father really was using me with signs, wonders, and miracles. I've been talking about it forever on these, on these blogs. Powerful stuff was happening with Brother Seth. I told him I stepped on the nail yesterday and then my legs swole. I read the book by F.F. Boss where Christ the Healer, what happened? I had people so calling me. So I had miracles in my life. But Rosalind took me to this black bookstore with all this black black power with this and all this stuff and I was going off there like, you know, those authors showed me a whole nother life. A whole nother realm. And I kept trying to dispel it because it's black power, it's black, it's black, all this black stuff. But no, brother. It was just truth. This world was once managed and ran for the most part. 99% of this, the time of humans was by people of color. This little last rule of Europeans is new. It's just new. I know it's hard to believe we're in the middle of it. Everything we see is white, 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 white. I understand. 
I understand. But we've been lied to. So when I went to Dallas, Texas, downtown, to this black bookstore, Robin just say, just look around. It was like, actually just looking at the books, I didn't get born again, so to speak. But it's when I began to start taking them home and looking at them. Dr. Francis Cress Wilson, Neely Fuller Jr., J.A. Rogers. Y'all don't hear me. Kawanza, Dr. Kawanza Jufu, Conspiracy to Destroy Black Boys. That blew my mind. I didn't know there was a conspiracy to destroy black boys. Hey, a book that really messed with my head, talking myself, hey, these are doctors. A lot of people are teaching little white kids. So I think too black, pro-black, because they would be teaching white kids. Harvard wouldn't have them. Yeah, when I have these scholars, some of these people don't read these books. They make two or three hundred thousand dollars a year way back then. I never heard of none of them because I was at the cross. My brother said, "Now wait a minute, don't you be dog? I'm not dogging the cross." I'm not negative about the cross. You skip me, that's the door. You better come to the cross in Christ. You have to come through Christ, brothers and sisters. But we don't just stay at the door. Change is psych- psychological. This is it. This is Naeem Akbar. Couldn't think of his name. He's a Muslim. That brother set me the food free. Naeem, N-A-I-M, Akbar, A-K-B-A-R, was one of the earliest books. First black book I read, reading it, kind of shaking like, I don't know about all this black stuff, in fact, he's a Muslim. But he said enough stuff in the book when I was kind of looking at it, to kind of, I felt it. Just like with Farrakhan. Woo-wee! I wouldn't try to handle Farrakhan. All my life I've been taught about this dude. When I listened to him, I said, I like what he's saying, but why he cussing? Use a damn fool. Why he say that? Preachers ain't supposed to talk like that. Bro, if you see what he saw, and you see what we see, Sometimes when you talk, you almost have to say, you's a damn fool. He was talking about blacks trying to live next door to whites. They're full of self-hate. They don't see the value of our people. So they want to aspire to be around white people. And he said, yeah, but choose a damn, you know. I couldn't get with that cursing in the pulpit. So me and my friend Rosa had a big argument over Farrakhan. Took me a long time to listen. But I couldn't get over He Yeah, he say some truth. Yeah, he say truth. That's what the preacher say. Yeah, he say truth. But he ain't. 
Remember when I went to a counter march? Can I, now we're gonna get to the five twenty stone topic. These scriptures, just so much, y'all. I'm gonna get to these scriptures. Ain't, listen, you either can you some of y'all already know some of this by the spirit. It don't shouldn't take you three hundred scriptures to see with the true Jews of the Bible. Look at all those even the eighteen hundreds, prophet crowded back in the eighteen hundreds before Israel was even nation, all my we the Israelites. This is old. Our people way back in the eighteen hundreds, seventeen hundreds, they believed this. We lost our way. We got caught up in the snowstorm. We saw things kind of clear. Then here come the snowstorm of white supremes, and they don't whitewash everything. Just like right now, they're trying to whitewash our whole experience with the slavery. They get down, we don't even think slavery was bad. And it's not all white people. It's those in power. It's really not those in power. <gasps> Seth, did you just say it's not those in power? No, not really. They didn't invent it. It's Satan. Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, spiritual wickedness, and darkness. Principalities, high places. Again, I said the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But against principality, spiritual wickedness, in high places. Let me ask you some brothers and sisters, those of you that's out here for the cause. When do you talk about the principalities you wrestle against against? Spiritual wickedness. That's my enemy, not white folks. Well, you sure talk a lot about white folks. I know. Why are you not smart enough to be the kind of enemy that some of y'all think? White supremacy is too powerful. I will not be- ever believe white, white people invented that. I said white supremacy is too successful, too powerful. It's too... It's too... There's nothing, there's nothing like white supremacy. I think greed is the number one sin of all time because the Bible said on it... It says uh, the love of money is the root of all evil. All mean all, so it's got to be top. But if not second, maybe third, white supremacy. Somebody go into an area and they see some exist and say it don't exist and say this what exists. They see a purple rag and they say it's white. They see a building and call it a squirrel. And they get everybody else to believe it's a squirrel. They create some piece of paper and call it the fiat system and and they invent the dollar. They invent money not backed by nothing but what they say. And the money in Wall Street has its value based upon perception. Wall Street is a multi-trillion dollar engine and it's based upon perception. White supremacy is a mother. So, Ephesians 6 and 12, I want y'all to listen to this. Those of you that's fighting the enemy. I got a question for you. I've been out here fighting this enemy. Oh, I've been fighting it. I hear you. Especially those of you in the black power. And I'm not trying to put you down or anything like that because you're at least a fighter. You at least do care. Give yourself some credit. You don't have to even care about us. And you're fighting. And especially some of you whites that are listening because I listen to have Indians listen to my show. I have whites listen to my show. I know they're there. 
So I got a question for everybody that's fighting the enemy. Here's the question I have for you. Bible says in, in uh, Ephesians 6 and 12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world. One more time. Bible says we wrestle not against people, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Question for you that I hear fighting for the cause of our people, your people. Facebook monitors, those that are you listen to my show, and you erase two thousand the show that I had two thousand views on. I have a question for you as well, because you you're doing that because you have a conscience. Maybe you're a Christian and you feel like we need to stop these black people. Anybody fighting for their people for their cause? I'm talking to you, not just black people, or not just white people. Question is, when do you talk about these enemies? talking about the enemy you're fighting, do you say, you know, today we ran up against principalities. And, you know, I have, I have a friend of mine, you know, we talk about the powers that be. Uh, how about this in the rulers of darkness? Some of y'all say, well, I'll fight against powers. Or, you know, you know, these are spiritual folks. It just said we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Now, if you're talking about the White House, that's flesh and blood. If you're talking about the Republicans, that's flesh and blood. So my white and black, that's flesh and blood. But brother Seth, you talk about white love. I talk about white people because they house white supremacy. But if you listen to me closely, I say that the same white supremacy is in a lot of our black brothers and sisters. I even said that we are white people, pretty much. Where do we learn to be black? Just because your skin is black don't mean that you're black in your mind. Africans, a lot of them, some of them, some of them are so westernized, they like us. But there's Africans that don't like the West. We don't even like them. We can't get along with them. They don't like us. We're white people, brothers and sisters. This is what the Apostle Paul says. I need all of y'all to be transformed. Because you ain't right. Why do we need to be transformed, Apostle Paul? Because we ain't right. Transform into a new man. So for those of you that are fighting, again, when do you talk about these enemies and they're not flesh and blood? Never. That's why I do what I do. That's why I do what I do. Well, you're unteachable. What church you go to? You know, it's getting almost to where you need to say, what church have you not been affiliated with? Because it seems like most church people, a lot of them, when they get saved, and it's nothing wrong. You ain't got to be saved. That's why I know the Lord is on me. I know he's using me. I'm not saying nothing, we don't need a church. I'm not saying something stupid like that. I'm saying you've got to go through the door. You must be born again. But after you've been born again, he's got to get rid of all of this stuff inside of us. <coughs> so I go home and I ask God five questions. Because I don't trust white people no more. And I don't trust black people that's in the bed with white people. 
Not physically, but mentally. I don't trust white people that want to change their whole persona to sound white. Or that's breaking their neck to be, to get into white around white. In other words, white supremacists. It's real, y'all. It's a philosophy. A lot of y'all think America's number one. That's white supremacy. No, it's not. I mean, y'all think, well, the best, you know, we got the best education. I don't know about that. We just got the most respected educators. Knowledge don't care who you had to jump in. He's telling me somebody in Nigeria that know what the people know in Harvard, they're, they're smarter. I mean, the people in Harvard are smarter. It's just that person in Nigeria, nobody's going to believe because they're in Nigeria. Knowledge is knowledge. I got to do this person in Harvard, do you know what they know? Here we're thinking white features is better. Some of our sisters really believe that. We're thinking of well, light skin is prettier. We thinking we have some called bad hair. Go tell God that so we can probably eat you with a lightning bolt. No, hopefully that won't happen, but... How can you have bad hair? What are you trying to do to your hair? Well, I can't do... Maybe you ain't supposed to be trying to do that. Nobody comb their hair in the Bible days. I don't believe. Like we comb our hair today. Most people locked up. Most of them. They just washed them. They always dread it. Not just Samson his locks, but a lot of them. The braiding, yeah, that came. Everybody wanted to say braiding their hair. Anyway, I asked the Father five questions. What's what you're using a black man? What's going on, Father? I hear that there's wars. I told the Father, I prayed this prayer. I said, what's what you're using a black man? That's the first question. I don't remember the order, y'all. I think that was the first question, but I don't remember the other order. But I asked him, what's going on? Because at the time, I was hearing something called the New World Order. I said, Father, I'm hearing... That there's wars planned before they're planned. I'm hearing that the news we hear is not the real news. So I say, what's going on? Can't trust white people. I don't want to look at CBN. I don't want to be look, listen to ABC, CBS. Really, they start CBN too. Trading broadcast network, no. No, sir, not going to trust my salvation to them people. They struggle with white supremacy, a lot of them. And then a lot of the black people on there, they, they ain't going to say certain things because they're on there and they know what they say, they don't get kicked off. So who worries the truth at? That's why the Father led me to people like Louis Farrakhan. They're free. They speak what they, some of y'all feel like him. That's why you like it. But because he's a Muslim, you say, that's why I'm like him. He's like, oh, come on, y'all. A lot of things we're taught throughout our life is by people that don't love Jesus. So quit tripping on Farrakhan. Everybody saying be a Muslim? People just know the truth, though. That's what the Father showed me through over 100, I'd say about 200 authors from the Dallas Black Bookstore. He set me free. So after that information, that knowledge you're getting poured in, I said, Lord, what's going on? Because those authors, like I learned about in the Dallas bookstore, those black authors, some of them was white. The Dallas black bookstore had a lot of white authors. They just believed, and they spoke out against white supremacy. And that's why they was in the black bookstore. 
people like Michael Bradley, chosen from the Caucasus, and I can't think of his other one, uh, Andrew uh, Hacker, uh, a nation divided, un, uh, two nations divided, unequal, separate and unequal. A lot of white older people, younger people. A lot of whites was at the Dallas Black Bookstore. One just black power. Father set me free, brothers and sisters. I said, what's going on, Father? I can't trust ABC, CBS. Then I asked the Father, here goes this one. Can I understand the book of Revelation? Can I understand the book of Revelation? I can't trust Hal Lindsey because I'm not trusting white males no more. Can't trust uh, Kenneth Copeland. Can't trust nobody. I, I was like, I'm done with white people because... I figured that this, there was a stronghold. After what I've seen at Calvary, 1987-1988, and just what the Father was showing me in my life, really. So can I understand the book of Revelation? Then I asked the Father something. I want y'all to listen to me. I said, Father, I don't care what color Christ was, but those of you that think Brother Seth hate white people, I have to keep saying this because some of y'all, no matter what, I say, yeah, but you really got something there. Father, I hear that Jesus was a black man. I don't care what color he was. And then I remember asking him this question. Were there anybody in the Bible that looked like me? I was so sure Christ was white. But I just want to know this. Was there anybody in the Bible that looked like me? So I'm hearing the Bible was, I was just hearing all this stuff, y'all, after reading those 200 authors I just talked about. I thought the father, Darlene, Elder Thomas, Tommy Davis, Pastor Alice Chris, and I can't see other names because I'm not trying to touch my screen and make it scroll up or down. But I said, I don't care what color Christ was. I just want to know. I don't care what color the Bible was. I just want to know, was there anybody look like me? Isn't that, isn't that like a little child crawling up on his daddy's knee? It was almost in that spirit. It's okay to ask that. It's okay for a little Hispanic girl to say, was there any Bible look like me? It's okay. People want to identify with stuff. I thought the Bible was going to show me, yeah, there's Hispanics over there. There's white over there. Then there's the Jewish people, of course, the most of the Bible. But then there's whites over here. That's what I thought. 1988. That is not what he showed me. I'll tell you what he showed me in a second. Sometimes, if I be honest, and the Father knows my heart, sometimes I wish he had showed me a rainbow Bible. So people won't give me such a hard time. But that is not what he showed. And that is not, more importantly, the way it is or the way it was. Now in heaven, it's not going to be a bunch of white angels flying around. I'm so sorry. But if y'all saw the color of angels was, the father knew it would scare the living hell out of some people. And that may be why they saw a white angel. They wouldn't accept with the mind we have. Y'all excuse my little language here. That was a question. 
Violet didn't see White Angel. The angel came looking in another kind of way. They wouldn't call it angel. God had to deal with us according to our knowledge. Not playing tonight. So I said, was there black? Was there what color was the what color was the people of the Bible? Last question I asked the father was, can I see the world? Y'all, I was so upset that night. I was so sad. Your brother was hurt. Because the people I trusted, loved, and really respected, enjoyed being around. I felt like we were part of the answer. Down at the Forward Convention Center, jumped around with all these white people. I felt like, where's the answer? Not the black church, not like Kojic, all black. Not the AME, all black. Or the white church over here called white. We're interracial. Praising God. I have to give us points, so we were trying. Most likely the answer is going to come through those people because they are trying. But racism is everywhere. And not just in white people. If you don't understand what I'm about to say, you missed my whole point this whole episode. Racism, white supremacy, is a coin. On one side of the coin, it is it says whites are superior. Somebody say, I never say that. But what defines that side of the coin is the other side of the coin that said blacks are inferior. Some people don't understand what I mean by white supremacy. I'm amazed by how many people I talk to, 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 talk to. Sometimes even my wife, sometimes even my kids, and they don't understand. And I've been saying, y'all don't understand? They don't get it. The other side of the coin that defines this side, one message creates the other one. If whites are superior, well, who are they superior over blacks? A lot of people never say white supremacy. But the way they treat black people says, I don't value you. So if you investigate and find out why they don't value black people, why people simply look at me right now like, how you know what you know? I know you, nigga, you ain't nobody. People sitting up saying stuff like about that about me right now. The reason they're saying that is because of a philosophy of white supremacy. White supremacists say, you ain't nobody. When we do blogs, Pastor Alfie Christians, right here on the line, he'll tell you sometimes we get calls and they be white and saying stuff like, get off the line, nigga, you ain't nobody. And that's exactly what a lot of our black brothers say when they see me sitting up like this, like, who are you? Trying to talk about the feast days. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> Y'all using all these Israelites' names. <laughs> then on the Bible says when Israel began to wake up, with all these other names on them, they was going to change their name. They don't even know that's a Bible verse. We're going to get into some of those verses when we come back from the break. I'm going to end up having to do a part two. Maybe tomorrow or sometime to want to do a part two. Maybe Sunday. I ain't hit this yet. I ain't got to, to, to the five to talk network. But we've been saying a lot of good things tonight. But white supremacy is a philosophy believed by anybody and like I've been saying, brothers and sisters, I want you to listen to your brother. Please don't hurt my feelings if you don't hear what I'm saying. If you don't, you can disagree with me. I don't problem my people disagreeing, but I don't like to be misunderstood. In the world, whites are 10% of the world. They rule 90% of the world. How do they rule 90% of the world unless that 90 believes 
something of what the whites are saying. Now, I know at one point it used to be by force, but it's not by force now. All you need is a TV, radio, some type of internet, and you can be controlled by these people. So how are they doing it? People coming to America, they come to America, both coming to America, killing themselves, trying to come to America. Eritrean friend of mine say people are leaving Eritrea, Ethiopia, and both trying to get to either Europe or America. What happened? White supremacy. So I got a question for you. How can these folks control these people without white supremacy? The philosophy that what they got ain't good enough and what whites got is better. How can 10% rule 90%? It's with the philosophy of white supremacy. Well, it's becoming because the dollar is strong and it's all the wealth here. Yeah, but like I told my retrain friend, do you know why you're here? Yeah, America's better, America's better. I say, really? Do you know why America's better? Or what you think is better? It's got more stuff, it's got more power. But do you know why America's powerful? It's got more big military. Yeah, but do you know why they got a big military? America's Babylon. America's went throughout the whole world destabilizing government countries. When they do find very smart people in Nigeria and all these African countries or wherever they find brilliant minds, they know they the powers that be, this is not your everyday white person, the powers that be know what a brain, what a smart person. They know Albert Einstein ain't the smartest. They just tell y'all that. When they run into Albert Einstein and their journeys, uh, their conquests, the different conquests, they go all over the world. They court those people, and they bring them to our country, and they end up being our doctors and our lawyers. So it may be true, it is true, that we may have the smartest people in numbers, but it's a kind of thievery. Well, they didn't make them. Yeah, they didn't make them, but they kind of, it's not right what they do. They offer the millions of dollars, oftentimes taxpayers' money to come to this country. They probably put them up and do all these things. If they're really, 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 really good and they don't want to come to America, they're not going to watch Ghana have a a smart person that can enhance their atomic energy program. They'll assassinate that person if he don't want to come or he don't want to work with the West in some kind of way. That's what we do. You don't want to work with us? Not a problem. We get rid of you if you, we find you a threat. Someone may say, well, that's why. That's a good idea. You really think so? So know what you're talking about when you say America is the number one. Yeah, they are, but it's almost like a big warehouse full of stolen goods. Yeah, they are number one. But what are you talking about, in their marriages? Or in the way their kids treat their parents? Or in school shootings? Or what do you mean number one? They are number one. They do have a big army, it's true. Technology, you know, they will bust you upside the head, true. Anyways, 
I told y'all it's hard to get. So, so far, I asked the Lord five questions, and these five questions are going to translate into five topics. The five topics we call Five Smooth Stones. And right now, you tune into the Five Smooth Stones. I'm Brother Seth. I started the Five Smooth Stones in 2011. Pastor Ashley Christian is one of our co hosts. You've heard from Ambassador Purcell Porsche. Again, that's Alcy Chris, Sister Eliana. Some of y'all may have heard, heard her speak about three weeks ago. Uh, then there's Ella Shaw, who is, who is a lot of these people are in areas much sharper than I am in some areas. I ain't afraid to say that. Okay, but again, I ain't taking no backseat to nobody, <laughs> and they shouldn't either. But then we have Brother uh, Kenwin Casper. I haven't mentioned his name much. Kenwin Casper is the youngest of us, and hopefully if he's listening, he's not offended. Because he had really come on board, and he's the youngest of us, and he's the one really that's really with a lot of these Hebrew Israelites. Y'all see when you Google, he claims those people. I don't want to be a part of those people, to be honest, because they preach and hate. Brother Kenwin Casperi, he claims them. He's he's really with them, and I like him on the show because of that. But we disagree a lot, because Brother Kenwin, they you know a lot of them think we're still under the law. We're not under the law. We're under grace. And so we disagree on some things, but he's on the show because he was a listener and I invited him to be on. I'm not trying to throw him on the bus because it's good to have him on the show to remind us to not be a part of the pagan holidays. But as I tell Brother Kenwin, we, we try to keep the holidays, Christmas, yes we do, but we just try not to do it with paganism. There's nothing wrong with celebrating Christ on the 25th. But Brother Kenwin, he, he don't see it quite like that. With the whole Easter thing, same thing. He's not down with Easter. And I tell him, no, we're not, we're not down with the name Easter because we recognize it's a, again, I got off, I know, these little side roads, but I just just had to pay him homage because I forgot his name earlier. But the Kenwin Castleberry is major, major to the Five on Network, and I hope he comes back with us. I had not fired, got rid of nobody. It's just that Brother Seth taking a break. We experimented with his Facebook Live. Eventually, we're taking our show to YouTube. So you're going to see a split screen, probably split in four or five ways once we're all together. So just enjoy Brother Seth for a while. You can see my heart. Since I'm the visionary behind the five so on there, you can kind of see where I'm coming from. Number one thing, no matter what I say, if you ain't getting love, then I'm, I'm missing the boat. But make sure your mind ain't poisoned with that umbilical cord of trust for white folks to where when you hear love, you call it hate. Like I was when I was saved, sanctified with the Holy Ghost. And I still am. But I was poisoned. So I asked God five questions that the answers end up being, uh, end up creating five topics. So again, so far we got, Lord, what's what you use in the black man? Father, what's going on? I can't trust the news. Father, can I understand the book of Revelation? Father, what color were the people in the Bible? The last thing I asked the Father was, can I see the world? Can I see the world? Well, can I see the world is not a topic that come out of the five from the phone. It's just, yes, you can. I ask them, can I see the world? I don't trust white folks. I want to go to other countries, and I want to hear what they got to say. I want to hear what countries, what are they saying about this in this country? What are they saying about this in that country? Because I don't trust these white people. And to this day, I still don't. But why are y'all thinking, what brother said, listen, I don't trust white supremacy. If a white person is talking about the truth, like Jane Elliott, that white woman is going all over the country just exposing white truth, Jane Elliott is one of my favorite people of all time. So if a white person is speaking the truth, yeah, I listen to them, even on talking about us, but for the most part, no. When I hear white people talking about black people, especially their history, 
our big old red, all kind of flag books. So anyway, brothers and sisters, I'm gonna finish this up. I'm gonna tell you what topics. We're gonna take a little break. I know it's running late, but we're gonna take a break anyway. Y'all gotta get something to drink or something, okay? So I thought the father those five questions. Let me tell you what he told me. Let me tell you what he gave me. True story. I told you it's all about signs, wonders, and miracles. My my Facebook live. If we're not talking about signs, wonders, and miracles, I ain't on. I'm talking about the power of God. How He's real. He is real. He is real. He is real. The Most High is real, y'all. And while I, I'm embarrassed, and I shamely admit that the miracles and the signs and the wonders and the words are not as often as they used to be when I was more zealous, he still is real today. And I thank him for it. And before I leave this earth, and I'm not sick of nothing, but before I leave this earth, I'm, I'm going to tell my story. Facebook Live going to end up blocking me. Maybe one day they'll ban me because some of the things I'm saying is definitely against this country. And I may be labeled that name, the T name. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Can't say it because it's tagging me. We got this robot that's listening to all of us. True story. There's a program that's monitoring what we say. So I won't say the word, but it starts with a T. But they may tag me as that because I'm definitely against what America is for. You see, I'm a I'm a citizen of the kingdom of the Most High. Some things America's for, I'm with it. But America is crumbling non-white countries all over the world and building an empire of whiteness in Europe and in America and brainwashing billions to come and worship at this golden calf. And I'm against it. I am what you call a hunter and a fisher. Bible says in the end of times he's going to call hunters and fishers. It's going to come and hunt, and they're going to fish out Israelites. That's my call. I'm a hunter. I'm a fisher. Some people say, you're a prophet. Well, I'll let y'all decide and argue as to what I am. I'm just going to do what I know to do. So, Stars of Spice was on network. 2011, and I don't underestimate me sitting in this chair and speaking because I've seen some names come across the five and saw network. There were celebrities. I know for a fact we've had millionaires listen. So we have millionaires on the show. Yes, we have. Millionaire comment, millionaire callers. Don't mean none. What does that mean? You don't have to have a millionaire. You just need to know the father. He can hook you with all kinds of stuff, just like with David, with five and low stones. So what the father gave me was, number one, he's not using the black men because they're black. Let's get them, get rid of that. Kenneth Copeland said it right. He is using the black men. It was a true prophecy. God is going to use a black man like never before, and the first is going to be last, and last is going to be first. That's true. But it's not because they're black. It's because what he's doing in the latter days, white people are not going to want to talk about it. What the father is doing in this latter day, White people are not going to talk about it. You're not going to hear me in your churches because a lot of the churches is too close to whiteness, white people, the status. White supremacy is so ingrained in us, y'all. My wife and I, when we first got started getting a lot of this, my wife don't quite agree with everything I say, but a lot of things she do, 
she too is a lover and believes in loving all people. She do believe that all whites are not the problem, and, and a lot of blacks are white supremacy. She's that we agree on. But listen to me. When nobody was around and we would say the word white supremacy, we felt it was so offensive to whites, we didn't even say it in our own house. Whoa. Nobody around me, me and my wife. We didn't think we were being listened to or nothing like that. But we would not say white supremacy, so we could start saying the word white suit. White suit. On my notes right now, a lot of times when I'm talking about white supremacy, I'll type WSUP white suit. It being white supremacy. If you work with me and you see me in there, y'all know. <laughs> to my coworkers, if you see me say some white suit, I'm talking about white supremacy. Go figure that. Why do you say ain't nowhere around and we scared to say white supremacy? God is not using the black man because he's black. He's using the black man because what he's saying in the latter days White people are not going to want to teach that because it's going against their world of whiteness. Well, one of our mantras at the Five Sons on Network, we talk about things that the Father is saying, cousin. I see a cousin, Vince. And when I get close, I can see people, y'all. I don't like to call our names, but one of the reasons we talk about, one of the mantras of our network we say we talk about things the father is saying that you just can't hear in your churches or your mosques or your educational centers it's just it's not politically correct to say these things number two what's going on I asked the father what's going on because those hundred authors I learned at the black bookstore they were saying all kinds of stuff talking about worlds Wars were planned as far out as 30 years. <sighs> Listen, y'all. This is deep. I want y'all to look at something. They was talking about Wars were planned out as far as 30 years. So wars you see now, they've been planned, some of them. They were saying that these elections, we're not voting in nobody on the big levels, on the small levels maybe. I want y'all to listen. It was names like this. Good night. Lord help us all. Prince Asiel. Israel. Naeem Akbar. Nobok Drew Ali. Just, I can't name all these names, y'all. The heirs, the heirs. There's so many black books. And if you go to a black book, so like I say, and I'm repeating for a reason, a lot of these authors are white. Just hundreds. 
And I never heard of probably one or two of them out of hundreds because I was a Christian. And they said, don't you be going around here that don't believe in Jesus now. But I was sitting up educated by thousands of people that did not know Jesus or didn't say Jesus. Why you do that when it comes to the black causes? That's that, that umbilical cord I told you. That's got us brainwashed. But we can't hear. The Father sent people across my path full of the Holy Ghost. And it was pushing up against the Holy Ghost inside of me. And oftentimes I couldn't hear because they said the word black. And that's all I needed to hear. And I was like, no, you a Muslim, ain't you? I asked God five questions, gave me five answers. Five topics come out of that, I should say, rather. So what's going on, Father? He told me the New World Order. They know Russia versus America, America versus China. They say that still. But no, it all have boiled down to two people in the match, the kingdom of God and the New World Order. And the New World Order have taken over our world. You better believe that. It ain't about the rich. It ain't about the president. You hear what Bill Clinton said? There's a Bill Clinton said what J uh, JFK said. There's powerful people, so powerful, you should not talk about them above a whisper. What? The president of the United States says that. Two presidents. There's powerful people, so powerful, you shouldn't talk about them above a whisper. JFK people feel was killed for that. Clinton the next day put an apology in the New York Times. You don't mess with those people. New World Order is real, and they're not trying to walk on no rims on their car trying to be seen either. These are the people that don't want you to know who they are. You know, there's levels of wealth. You know, you try to buy, you see these houses, million or two. And then you go to another neighborhood, and you, these are the people, they only want you to see their house. How people going to have a five, six, eight million dollar house and they don't want you to see because they're not trying to impress you but now if they bring in guests they'll let them see it see all rich people ain't the same the new world a lot of these people they're even higher than that I'm not trying to create some spooky people no they're real they do not want you to know who they are they take pride in going in and out of places and shopping and you not even know you're standing beside somebody that ordered a million people killed yesterday. Like that one white lady that was instrumental in the Iraqi war, starting the war because of something she said. And she wouldn't even know her order. There are some powerful people. The Vatican is right in the middle of it. Can I understand the book of Revelation? That was the third question I asked the Father. Not in this order. Well, of course I can understand the book of Revelation. That's what I meant earlier by we have found out that America is Babylon. There's a lot of things we've talked about in the book of Revelation over the years. But I no longer trust white males to interpret the book of Revelation because they don't know who Israel is or they won't acknowledge it. Kenneth Copeland, I believe, no. But you have never heard Bolivar's voice of victory or anything Kenneth Copeland said would talk about the true Jews. And y'all, as y'all see, I haven't got no scriptures about how we Israelites, and I said I would. But maybe this is where the Father wants us to go. I think the next show, again, when you see me wearing this outfit, I said to myself, whenever I wear this outfit, 
this is when I'm talking about Bible proof of us being Israel. But this show had to happen to set the stage and let y'all see why it's needed. Okay? So, the book of Revelation, yes, we talk about it. And it's not going the way y'all think. Christ is not about to come. Quit saying that. Israel, a remnant of Israel, will return from all four corners. It ain't remotely happened. So, quit saying Christ give it a return. Israel becoming nation 1940, I don't think that has nothing to do with biblical prophecy. I don't think it has nothing to do with nothing. Because those people are, I don't believe, I don't believe Facebook. Don't throw me in jail over this. I don't believe in my research that they are who they say they are. And I don't believe they are, we are, who they say we are. Last, I don't believe we are who we say we are. And I want to do something about it. And I don't underestimate me sitting here in this chair because I don't know who's listening to me and I don't know what they're going to go and do with what I'm saying. So, brothers and sisters, don't underestimate the power of the, the Holy Spirit in you because if what I'm saying is true, two things. My words will never die, and the Father can use it in this atmosphere. Yes, He can. Y'all be surprised to know how many people I've sat down with and spoke with, and they went out and won hundreds. Won in terms of this information, this knowledge. Never underestimate you. Never underestimate the word inside of you, because you don't have power over that word. This is kingdom business. It's bigger than Seth. It's bigger than me. Bigger than where I'm from, who I know, relatives. Bigger than that. You better line yourself with what the Father's doing, and then your works will never die. They be talking about you forever. That's why he's talking about Moses King, because he did something godly. That's why he talk about uh, all uh, various people, because they did something godly. If you do something that's kingdom-related, your name ain't going to never die. But if you're doing something stupid, they're going to forget you probably 30, 40 years after you come. I'm here to call me up with your little few kids. I want my words, I want my thoughts to live on, 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 and on because I want my thoughts lined up with the scriptures. To the most high be the glory. Yah of Israel. Hallelujah. I praise Yah. I want, I want to just go ahead and finish this up. I ask the God, I ask the Father again these five questions. And the five questions turn into five topics. Again, the five questions was. Father, what's what you're using a black man? People keep saying you're getting ready to use a black man. What's with that? Number two, Father, what's going on in our world? I can't trust ABC, CBS because these people are racist. Number three, Father, can I understand the book of Revelation? I don't trust white males no more. Done with them. I don't have strongholds inside their heart. and They don't want to tell so-called black people their true history. So I can't trust them. So, can I understand the book of Revelation for myself? No longer trusting Hal Lindsey, Pat Robinson, Kenneth Hagen, none of them, because they have a stronghold. Just like I say, I don't trust black people either on certain topics because they have a stronghold. Number four, Father, what color were the people in the Bible? I didn't think he was going to say Christ was white. I thought Christ was white, but I just want him to show me little blacks over here, you know, China, China, Chinese over here. I wanted the Father to give me a rainbow Bible. So when I preach, I can say, well, Chinese, don't worry. You in the Bible? It's just what I thought. That ain't what he showed me. 
And the last question I asked the father was, can I see the world? That was a quick, uh, a later, years later, that I would find that that was a quick answer, yes. And then I ended up seeing 24 countries. Well, you work for the airlines. Yeah, but it's a lot of work for airlines. They don't go nowhere. It don't mean it because you work for airlines. And then, if you have listened, if you're listening over the years, you know it's not the brother sits with the 24 countries. It's who he saw in his experiences. You can, brother and sisters, the Holy Spirit was real on those trips. Y'all should Google something called uh, Enlightenment on My Travels, Five Smooth Stones. Just type those two phrases, Enlightenment on My Travels, Five Smooth Stones. You might need to add blog, I mean, I'm sorry, Enlightenment on My Travels, Blog Talk Radio. Enlightenment on My Travels, Blog Talk Radio. I did a part one and a part two of international travels. Part one and part two of domestic travels. I've been all over the U.S., you need to listen to what the Father did all over this country and all over the world in those 24 countries. And you'll see what I mean by I don't take a backseat to nobody. He's real in my life. I say he's real. Yeah, but I know some you're doing now. Well, maybe, maybe a lie, number one. But just, just say you do know someone doing now. What does it have to do with what he is doing now and what he has done? Pray for me if you know something. So I asked God five questions. He gave me five answers. Number three, I said, what's can I understand the book of Revelation? Number four, I said, what color was the people? Or what, what, what was anybody in the Bible look like me? So here's the answer. I told you, he's not using the black man because they're black. He's using the black man because what he's doing a lot of days, white is not going to talk about it. One of the things he's doing a lot of days, he's revealing to the true Israelites. The reason he's revealing to the true Israelites is because he's getting ready to resurrect them. When he resurrects them, a remnant of them is going to return to Israel. Now you can start looking for your Savior or our Savior. He ain't coming to Israel return, a remnant. That's the book of Revelation. That's your Bible. And there's more to that, but we'll move on. What's going on? The New World Order. They've taken over. It ain't no countries versus countries no more. It ain't male versus female no more. It really ain't black and white. That's powerful now. But the real war is the New World Order. Taking over our diet, our education. A lot of stuff we see in the news is straight up New World Order. Book of Revelation. I, I think I can go to the next one. What color was the people? Or what, was there any blacks in the Bible? I thought God would show me all people in the Bible. That is not what he showed me. What he showed me was that whole book is full of people of color. Father, forgive me all the times I didn't want to tell people that. Because I want to tell y'all so bad. Oh, no, it's not all black, it's white. Red and yellow, black and white, we are precious in his sight. I want to tell y'all that so bad. That is not what he showed me. He showed me white skin is a recessive trait. Birthed out of sin. Not those individuals. 
because the earth is fallen, this body, brown body, give off whiteness sometimes. Every so thousand births, it produces white skin. And it's because of a fallen state, not of that individual. Please hear me, not of that individual. It's because the earth is fallen. But in the Bible days, there were prophets cursing people with something called leprosy. It has absolutely nothing to do with leprosy today. We've talked about it. Bishop Dwight McKissick, Pastor Dwight McKissick, threw me out of his office when I told it to him one time. Man, didn't even listen. If you know Dwight McKissick, and I should probably go try it again. I ain't trying to work. I'm not trying to push nothing that hard. Bro, you kick me out of the office, you kick me out of the office. But I promise you, if you just listen, I was going to show you love in that message. Bible leprosy. One type of leprosy in the Bible was just simply white skin. I have to say this because I brought it up. Some of y'all right now say, that's it, brother. I will with you until you just said that I hate. Because it's the... Out of all the things I teach on the Five Sons Song Network, it's the most offensive. You would think it's the most offensive, but a lot of whites have listened. Again, Google Blog Talk Radio Five Sons Stone Leprosy. I'm going to give you two things that happen in the scriptures in Leviticus 13 because i got to move on. We'll take a little break. I don't care how much time it is. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. Two things that's going to rattle you if you think leprosy is this, knuckles falling off, all, all, all the things a lot of y'all be saying. To listen, it's impossible that there was a white nation in the Bible anywhere. I kind of wish it was where, we can, where they can kind of feel a little something, something. No. The Bible, God showed me, is a book full of people of color. Now watch this. Some of y'all black people ain't going to like this. White people we know today was related to those people. Just as much as some of y'all black people think you are related. And Indian people, you need to take notice in Chinese and all the other people. Civilization started in Africa. It started in one place, not nine. One. And those people of color. The world for thousands thousands of years was people of color. White skin came as a result of sin. Short people came as a result of sin. Women not being able to have child children came as a result of sin. Balding of the head came as a result of sin. The body began to lose stuff. Well y'all heard the little lady say ninety seconds so those of you we're not about to wrap up yet. Uh, but those of you on Blog Talk Radio that are listening, you've got to call the phone number. You must call the phone number right there in front of you in order to keep listening. Because we're going to wrap up here in 90 seconds on Blog Talk Radio. But remember, after we get done with Facebook Live, which is which after we get done with our little session here, y'all can go to Blog Talk Radio and listen to this show for five or ten years from now. But on Facebook Live, they only keep it for so long. But on Blog Talk Radio, all these Facebook Lives are there. On Blog Talk Radio, all you need to do is uh, Google Five Switch on Blog Talk Radio. So, brothers and sisters, leprosy. Two scriptures that's going to rattle you if you haven't had trouble. Not a problem if you don't believe me. I didn't believe me when I first heard it. God tried to share me with this when I had that cable that connected to my head, that umbilical cord I told you all about. 
so much trust to the white people. I couldn't hear what God was saying to people that was trying to tell me this years ago. You know, when I was in the Bible, I saw it myself. First verse, second verse, Leviticus 13 and 2. It says, when you have three things and you come to the priest, go fast because I'm trying to make other points. I said I was going to take a break. I'm a late comer, so I will continue rolling. So, we're going to go over a little bit tonight because we've got people that come in late. But listen to this. But obviously, three things you, go, you, get, you get if you go to the Three things if you have, you go to the priest. And remember, Leviticus 13 is the textbook on leprosy, Bible leprosy. It's not the same. I'm about to prove it. It's not the same as what y'all think in y'all hear leprosy is. Watch. It said when you have these three things, you go to the priest. A rising, a scab, or a bright spot. Rising, a scab, or a bright spot. And I'm glad it used the word or. Or. Not this and this and this. If you have this. Or this, or this. So, if leprosy is what you think it is, because y'all think it's knuckles falling off and poisonous and you can die, you can die with this. The Bible never said lepers die. They said one time, why sit we here, should we die? Some lepers said that. They said, if we go after the enemy's count, if we eat, we shall live. But if they catch us, we're going to die. So why they saying we're going to eat, we're going to live? They just said, why sit we here and just die from hunger? It wouldn't die from our condition, because why did they say, if we eat, we shall live? That's what your pastor teaches on day. They say, oh, we can die. Lepers weren't contagious. No, it wasn't. No, where the Bible said leper was contagious. The Bible had those that had lepers to say it was unclean because what I'm about to share. You were supposed to be all dark or all white. If you had that reddish white in your skin, which is this color, or how raw flesh look, if you cut me open and I'm reddish white, once you open me up, if you had that look on the outside of your skin, that's called raw flesh. Real quick, I have to say this, y'all. Take the side road because when I say leprosy, I lose a lot of people. Oh, brother, I was with you until you said that. Oh, you hate. That's what... Pastor Dwight and the kids in all of Texas. I just said, I was in his office about two minutes. I went to see Miles Monroe. I saw him there, and I was trying to, anyway, go to the priest if you have three things, a rising, scab, bright spot. So rising, your preachers preach this is a leprosy. Scab, your preachers preach this is a leprosy. This, we ain't going to comment yet. Rising, go to the priest. Scab, go to the priest. Bright spot. Go to the priest. Leviticus 13 and 2. King James Version only. Don't read no other translation because they're trying to hide this truth. Do not get in. Well, I like reading other translation because it makes it easier. You heard your brother. King James Version only. You listen both sides. Especially on this topic. Rising. Your preacher's preach that's the leprosy. No, it's not. It talks about when the rising go away, that whiteness that's left when the rising go away, that's what they was looking at. Not the rising. Scab. That's what we know. That's always a leprosy. It's scab. No. The Bible said when the scab leaves, you're looking at the whiteness. It's looking at the whiteness around the rising, or whiteness around the scab, or whiteness after the rising go, or whiteness after the scab go. It was all about looking for white skin.
take a break. Just, just let's just take about a ten second break and think about that. They were just looking for white skin from this. White skin from this. Not this. Not just this. But I love the third thing they look for. Any man should have in his skin a rising, a scale, or even a bright spot. Why are the priests worried about a bright spot? Because the people was a dark spot. Or the people was dark. The people was dark, and they had a white spot. So if your whole body is a color of spot, how are you going to come to the priest then? I know that rattle you. I don't care who you are. I've been talking about this all over the world. I don't care who you are. Second thing i got to say that's going to do just the same, rattle you as much, if you don't thinking this is leprosy and all that. Leviticus 13 and 13 talks about this leprosy is spreading. It's spreading. So if it's sores, I got you. Listen. So if you got a sore here, it says you were to not go rest around other people. If they was to keep an eye on you. You, you, you. Watch what happens. It says when they're spreading, they need to keep watching it. And I know what it says. These people was outside the camp of Israel. They was outside the camp of Israel because back in the day, prophets was cursing people with this whiteness because of sin. And the Father didn't want those people mixing with the Israelites. Today, because I think sin in the atmosphere, whiteness come on people and they don't have to do with no sin. I'm serious. I can prove it. Because that same whiteness could on plants. You see 9,000 little green plants and a white one. You see 9,000 trees and the white one. Anything that's got life on this earth produce whiteness, insects. You see 9,000 insects and there goes a white one. You see 9,000 uh, 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 grasshoppers and there will be a white one. Did those grasshoppers sin? No. That's how I know it's the earth falling. Listen to your brother. Animals. Any albinism go on all animals, anything crawling around. That's how I know it's the earth falling. So if you have this condition, don't beat up yourself. It's because you're on the fallen earth. You shouldn't beat up on yourself no more than I should for bawling of the head up in the front because it talks about bawling of the head in Leviticus 13 in a kind of a negative light. The Father wanted his people to have no blemishes. So watch what happened in Leviticus 13 and 13. It talks about somebody whose skin is turning white. We have people, and we know some people, some of y'all, maybe some, maybe some of you, it's turning white. The Bible says, when it's all, some of y'all say, oh, you want to just turn it white? It was sores now. Okay. So let's use your philosophy. So it's a sore here, and the Bible says you're supposed to wait. What are you waiting for? You're trying to see if they're going to wind up being clean. Clean just means acceptable. I know some of y'all don't study the Bible, but when you see the word clean and unclean, it means acceptable or unacceptable. Just trust me. Okay? It's like an Israelite, when they see a dead person, 
The Bible said they was unclean for the rest of the day because they had seen a dead person. They couldn't do no holy thing because they had seen a dead person. It says they're unclean. And I knew it's soap and water. You got to believe your brother. Okay? So it says they're turning. They're turning. And it says when they all, when it's all turned white, I thought it was swords. It don't say nothing about no swords. In Leviticus 13, when it does mention swords, it's talking about when the sword leaves the whiteness. Leviticus 13 is looking for whiteness. So when it's all turned white, the Bible says they are clean. Now if it's sores, think about it. Sores, 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 sores. So when they all turn sores, then they're clean, and they're clean meaning you can go mingle among the rest of the people. How much sense does it make to have 9,000 sores you have one sword, you can't go mingle. But when you all turn this color, uh, when you all turn, you, when you cover it from head to toe, then you can go mingle. That don't make no sense. If I didn't nail it the first time, I know I nailed it just then. Get out of that one. No, they was just turning white. It even says when they all turn white, they're good. They, they're clean. But it says if raw flesh appears, it could be just one little spot. If... Now, keep in mind, this person turned all white, and it was clean. But they still was a leper. You still called them a leper, but they was a clean leper. They can go mingle with the rest of the people. They still was a leper, though. It said, but if raw flesh appears anywhere on their body, on this white body, if their raw flesh appears, raw flesh is this. Uh, part of the body that's not covered with white. You, it's almost like the father wanted everybody either black, and that's another thing. When the white skin ever turned dark or somewhat dark, read it for yourself, like I did when the guy told me two different times. When God showed God showed me this, and I looked it up. I said, "Oh my God!" When that whiteness, when they was looking at these spots, whenever they would turn dark, they was better off. It even said to be somewhere dark, they're okay. So why was the Bible saying when it get more dark, it was okay? Because the mass of the people were dark. So either have to be your white spot that they're looking at had to get dark, or either if it was all white, long as it didn't have the raw flesh, because it said the raw flesh or the flesh that don't have covering, it ain't white or black, it says the raw flesh is leprosy. It's leprosy. It's unclean leprosy, excuse me. It's unclean leprosy. So the priest was looking for unclean leprosy. If you had a spot and had a white hair in it, the white hair is unclean leprosy. So some people with dark skin with a spot, a little spot, had a white hair. I have pictures. If you just trust your brother a little bit, Google Five Smooth Stone Blog Talk Radio. Oh, here's the better one. Go to my page. I've got pictures of people that's got white hair and they're young. White hair and they got a they got a, a white spot, excuse me, a white spot, white spot with a white hair in it. In the Bible days. Not now. Christ has come. Are you kidding me? We just need to know this stuff to overthrow white supremacy. That's the only reason I talk about it. Why are you talking about it? 
because I'm trying to show you if white skin was looked at like that, your Savior could not have come with all white skin. Your Savior, kinfolk, could not have come with all white skin. What that's got to do with, did you hear me? But that ain't got to do with my, what that's got to do with, did you hear me? Slow down. Your Savior could not have white skin. It's impossible. The Israelites. Well, I don't think we are. Maybe we're not it. Let's just say we're not it. Whoever they are, their foreparents could not have had white skin. Second Kings five, last one. This is going to bring two thousand twenty three, two thousand twenty four. Whenever you listen to this, this is going to bring the day you're living in into the scriptures. Second Kings five. There was a man that had leprosy. I think he was just a white man. That's all it was. But let's say it's what you think it was. He did and all this. Bob said he had this thing called leprosy. And he had an Israelite maid. And she talked him into going and getting cleansed. Remember, lepers got cleansed. Don't even say, I think, it don't even say lepers got healed. It was cleansed. Christ should go cleanse the lepers. You still be a leper. You just go from clean, I mean, go from unclean to clean. If Naaman was a clean leper, there wouldn't have been no problem with Naaman. But Naaman was rejected because he was an unclean leper, which means he had a white spot either with a white hair in it or he had a white spot that looked like that. That's unclean leprosy. And the white hair, I don't know why it means unclean. The white hair means unclean and this. Because it ain't covered with white or black. It's like the father wants you covered with something. That's some kind of way he just means that. But Naaman, whatever he had, I know some of y'all still don't believe me. Whatever Naaman had, he had it. He went to the prophet, and the prophet took him dip in the water. Y'all know about the story. He didn't want to. He finally did. And the Bible said he became clean. And say he was healed. He wasn't a leper. He still was a leper, just clean. I think he was just white. And at first he had these spots with either white hair in it or raw flesh. And then when he came by that water, the raw flesh became white or it became somewhat dark. And if he had a white hair, the white hair turned dark some kind of way. That's all happened to Naaman. Some of y'all think it was this, and then he ended up like this. That's what some of y'all think. Okay, fine. When he goes to the priest that healed him, he said, what do I owe you for my cleansing? The priest said, you don't owe me nothing. Thank the Father. Naaman leaves. The priest, the prophet, had a servant. Named Gehazi. Gehazi follows Naaman and says, The prophet changed his mind. You can give me the blessings for your healing. So the Bible says he, he got a lot of stuff from Naaman that he wasn't supposed to. When he got back to what the prophet said, and you tell me, let's move on, take this little break, and come back and wrap up. This is what the prophet said to Naaman who went and got gifts for Naaman's 
This was the prophetess of Gehazi who went and followed Naaman and got gifts for Naaman becoming cleansed with, with this thing called leprosy. The prophet said to Gehazi, Gehazi, where you been? He said, I ain't went nowhere. The prophet called him out. That's why I said these boys was bad boys. They was a real deal. They was more powerful than wealth because they had the most high. The prophet said, did I not go with you in the spirit? Was it not a time to receive this, that, and the other call that everything the man got? He said, the leprosy that's on Naaman, listen to me. The leprosy that's on Naaman will be on you and your descendants forever. It's 2023, including that. A lot of people being spitten with whiteness is a result of that. That's one man that just cursed thousands, if not millions of people. Those prophets was no joke. And where did Naaman get his from in the first place? Naaman could have got his from the earth just being fallen. Maybe Naaman didn't do nothing wrong. But this man got his whiteness from a prophet to sit back and say, the name, the leprosy that's on Naaman will be upon you and your descendants forever. And I forgot the most part, of the, best, the best part of the scripture says, and he became white as snow. Well, there's, there's people that, I had somebody crazy people, I shouldn't say crazy. I had somebody to say, oh, yeah, there's some people that's, he became white like a piece of paper. There's nobody look like a piece of paper. That's not what he meant. There's no thousands and thousands of white. It's just being white. And if the Messiah came white, why are the prophets cursing people look like the Messiah? Like Brother Seth Like I was You just have too much trust In whiteness In white people Not every little white person I'm not talking about people in power You have too much trust in America You have too much trust in America's education So when God sends somebody like me to you You can't hear nothing I'm saying You look at my outfit My background Everything you just can't accept what I'm saying But I don't feel sorry for you because you have the Holy Spirit, and you're going to be all right. I'm going to take a little short break. Boy, sometimes it's sometime I talk about some of this stuff, and it just does something to me. A lot of you going to be observing tomorrow, Rosh Hashanah, powerful Hebrew, um, feast day Our people have been celebrating for many many years We've all got out of our mind We don't even know what it's about Feast of Trumpets is no joke though So we're going to talk about that maybe tomorrow or something. So I'm going to play a little shofar This is, this is kind of going to should, should re- 
just know that your four parents used to listen to this shofar. So I'm going to play the shofar, play a little bit of the shofar blowing, and they would have this feast that you're supposed to do it three times. We're not going to do it three times, but they would do it three times. that meant certain things. Those three times you would blow the horn or blow the, the shofar. I'm going to play a little song, and we'll be right back to wrap up. A few more thoughts after the playing of the shofar. And it's song. We'll be right back. But it took I get some of the drinks, among other things. <laughs>
up for the music going in and out, but that is a powerful song. Oh my, we are under an open heaven. Yes, heaven is open for households that seek the most high. We are not under no curse if you and your house seek the most high. But the nation is a whole nother story. I don't believe the father is behind the northern army like he once was. You know, he had called. The Bible said he was his to the nations of the north. Don't think he's behind America oppressing us like he used to be. He used to be, though. We served 400 years, and I think there's a changing of the guard. That's why a lot of us coming into wealth, because he's no longer behind these people. They can't control us no more. But a lot of our people, because of that, is turned to wickedness. But then there is that remnant that's returned to the most high. So I think he's going to use a remnant of our people. And unfortunately, a lot of our people are going to perish because he's not behind the northern army anymore. But the Bible says at one point, he did his to the nations in the north. You better believe it. Jeremiah, I think it's 16, says he called, for lo, I will call all of the families of the north. For lo, I will call all of the families of the north. Some of y'all don't believe me. So, I want to look this up and let y'all see what I'm saying. I'm not making this stuff up, y'all. Bible says the Most High sold his people into captivity many times because they weren't rebellious people. Any nation and every nation can rise except one nation, Israel. He would not let Israel rise to prosperity and wealth because they wear his name. Amos 3 and 2, of all the nations of the earth you have I known, therefore you will suffer for all your transgressions. No matter what African Americans do, they're going to always find it in their mouth to worship God, praise God, go to church. It's just because that's who we are as a people. So if you are those people and you have his name in your mouth like that and you're acting a fool, he won't allow you to rise. Because you do something that's very big. It's called profane his name. The best you just not say his name. If you say his name, you're profaning his name. So I want to go ahead and kind of wrap this show up by saying a few things, and then we're going to wrap it up, brothers and sisters. Listen. Again, I want to name. I want to say a few things. Uh, uh, I want to finish up. I can't believe this whole show is talking about the five new stone, but y'all. I'm not lying. All the things I've said about the five and stone is true as far as how we got the name and everything. So I want to just wrap up here just a few more minutes, and I want y'all to really uh, think about what, I was, what, I, what I'm about to say because this is important. This may be the most important part of the show. I don't know. You tell me. You think that was good earlier? Just listen. And, again, I like the music in the background. I'm not trying to control you. Nothing. I just like it keeps me calm. When I'm calm, I can think of more things to say. So, uh, again, I want to thank you for tuning in to Five Smooth Stone Network tonight, where we're broadcasting both on Five Smooth Stones as well as Facebook Live. And, again, I'm wrapping up here. I'm Brother Seth. I don't have my co-host here. Uh, we have kind of went our ways for a little bit, but they are going to be back. We are going to be back. I promise you that, brother. We're going to come back because I like doing shows with other people on it. So this screen is going to be chopped in like four to five pieces. So just get used to me now. Draw everything you can 
so you know the attitude or the the, 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 the engine behind the five smooth stone. If you understand me, you're going to understand those co-hosts, because I don't have own co-hosts that's hating white folks or only spewing hate for black people or self-hate or any of that. We're trying to raise the recognition. We are that remnant that is going to uh, be used the most high. So I want to say something to those individuals that uh, you know a lot what I'm saying, maybe even nod and kind of sleepy, because I ain't saying nothing new to you. You've been used to all this. I'm going to tell you something. Our people is a loving people. I know y'all don't believe it. I ain't going to even wrestle with y'all or argue with you on that. African Americans are loving people. Actually, I'm going to say this and I'm going to wrap up because time has just gotten away. I didn't realize it's been going this long, y'all. It's just, it's just so much in me. Again, I want to do a show tonight. Whenever I put on this, I'm going to say it again. Whenever y'all see me with this song, I am talking about biblical proof of us being Israel. I made up my mind. I'm going to use this. My stepfather, Billy Ryan, this was his. And every time I wear it, I want to be going through the scriptures, talking about how we're the true people of the Bible. It's just something he used to, he didn't even believe in all of what I'm saying. He, He just kind of knew something. But again, that older generation, they're hardest to reach because a lot of time they're facing, they know they're about to face their maker, they're not interested in changing. But Billy used to believe the Messiah was a black man, but he just believed Israel was some kind of way that was white. And again, I think that's because of where the area he was in. So when I worry this, I'm talking about biblical proof of us being Israel. When you see me, just notice what I'm talking about. Tonight I got off just a little bit, but I still been hidden a little bit. So what are the five topics that come out of those five messages, Brother Seth? You say you ask God that... Uh, what's what you're using a black man? Uh, now, then you ask God, what's going on in our world? Then you ask God, can you understand the book of Revelation? Then you ask God, what color were the people of the Bible? Then you ask God, could you travel the world? Well, traveling the world was just a yes, and I was able to see 24 countries. I'm not done. But what does the five topics? Well, one of the revelations, as far as the black man, what is what you're using a black man? He's using the black man not because he's black, but because of what? He is going to be sharing when he go to resurrect his people. A lot of whites ain't going to do it, so they're not going to be used. And a lot of whites that do talk about these things, they are going to be used. And a lot of black churches that are too much in the bed with white supremacy and full of self-hate, they're not going to teach it. But for the most part, it's going to be a lot of black men used, and that's why you see all these pastors with a lot of the white people up under them because they're hitting some of them, but they're still not hit like it's going to be. Going to even be more black men, pastor leading whites, before it's over with. So here's the topic. Look at my hand. The revelation of white supremacy. The revelation of white supremacy. We talk about that. That's one of the stones. David had five smooth stones. The network is called Five Smooth Stones. One of the five things we talk about, these five topics we talk about the most. We talk about hundreds of things affecting African Americans. Hundreds. But we talk about white supremacy a lot. Every time you see me, you're going to hear it. Okay? White supremacy is why we can't see things and see these other stones and other topics. It's why God can help me sooner because of this umbilical cord of trust in this system. White supremacy is why you're sitting up there looking at me doubting. 
You know, they say, no, it's because I just don't agree. Yeah, but if you really think about it, it's because I'm going against white people. If I was in a pair of white, you'd probably just swallow out some of you. Not, not all of you. But it would help if I was white. Especially in rich. White and rich, forget it. It's white supremacy. We talk about it. Another thing we talk about is the New World Order. We go, we have shows, we had a show called the New World Order Watch Society. All you got to do is Google New World Order Watch Society, blog, talk, radio, and you should get the Five Smooth Stone Network. You may have to add Five Smooth Stone Network, but just Googling those two phrases should do it. And you can hear us talk about wars. You're going to hear us talk about stuff that's just, it's going to sound like conspiracy theory. But a lot of it's just what's going on that you just don't know, especially a Christian if you're in the churches, because some of y'all are just stuck in those four walls, and all you know about is Mary, don't you weep? Some of y'all are just look, and I shouldn't put you down because I, I, I just shouldn't. I apologize. I take that back. I apologize because the church is teaching a lot of valuable things we really do know, and I do take that. I stand corrected there. I don't want to belittle any of my uh, small beginnings or. You know, I just don't. It saved my life, some of those teachings. But I'm just saying that the Father is doing a whole lot more. So the New World Order is serious. These topics are so serious, but Seth went to depression. I stopped doing shows for like two years because it was just too much information that really is going on around us. And I was mad because people just didn't seem to care. I went to depression. New World Order is serious. That's another stone we talk about. Of course, now I come with the hope. So it's good now. We got the, we got the hope in there. Another thing we teach about is who are those people in the Bible? Remember I said, was there anybody in the Bible look like me? Yes. The whole Bible was people of color. White skin in the Bible was not spoken favorably of. There is no white nation in the Bible. You can't show me. You can't show me no white people in the Bible unless they were like Naaman, unless they had leprosy. And as far as the raw flesh, I just thought of a story. I can't get into it, y'all. I've got to just go. But when Aaron, and some of y'all Bible thumpers, you know what I'm talking about. Moses had a, a sister named Miriam. Miriam spoke out against Moses because he uh, married an Ethiopian woman. Don't mean he was a white man. He just mean one black African group. Marry another African group Just like today They fight They don't like each other Well they didn't like this man Black man marrying this Ethiopian Because they were Israelites The Bible said The father smit her with leprosy When the father smit her with leprosy Aaron the brother of Moses Said to Moses Back then they called each other Lord He said alas my Lord Let her not be as He's about to describe the leprosy how about that? Y'all have no idea who you're talking to. I can go on and on and on and prove that leprosy is white skin. Aaron said, looking at his sister that was smoked with leprosy, the Bible says that Miriam became leprous as snow. Before that, Moses was, I don't know if it was happened before or after, but at one point God told Moses to stick his hand in his bosom. And, and some of y'all know this, Moses' hand became leprous as what? Snow. Leprosy is always used with the word snow. There's two different times the Bible says the same thing, leprosy is snow. But Aaron describes what his sister saw, what his sister got. 
He said, Alas, my Lord, looking at Moses, calling call each other Lord back then. He looking at Moses. He said, Alas, my Lord, let her not be our sister. Let her not be as one who's coming from his mother's womb, who's dead. Who comes from his mother's womb, that's a baby. Who comes from his mother's womb, who's dead, whose flesh is half consumed. One more time. Alas, my Lord, let her not be as one who's dead, who cometh from his mother's womb, whose flesh is half consumed. Half consumed just means half gone. No baby come from his mother's womb consumed like y'all thinking consumed means ate all up like some some bit it up. It's talking about something that constantly happens. A baby coming from his mother's womb. Let her not be as one. It's not some rare thing. This was this was something that happened. Let her not be as one who comes from his mother's womb whose flesh who's dead who comes from his mother's womb whose flesh is half consumed. I was teaching this in Columbus, Ohio, and a nurse interrupted me and said, You are right. I deliver babies, and all stillborn babies don't have no pigmentation. Just like I was saying, this is the color that mirror in turn. If you're around black, 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 black people, and you see a person like this, you will say they're white. It don't mean white color like a sheet of paper white. It just means they're not black no more. They don't have a color. That's all happened to Miriam. Naaman was a white man. He had parts of him that looked like that. All the Father Christ was doing was turning this to white skin. Or a spot that had that white hair in it. I know this is I know it's making y'all get a headache probably because it did me when I first heard it. I couldn't believe it. That don't mean truth wait on you to believe it. White skin in the Bible was frowned upon. Why would your Savior come look like that? Why was the Israelites looking like that? And who produced who produced white skinned Jews or white skinned Israelites? Think. Think. White people, listen to your brother who loves you. I ain't with them folk hating. Don't get it mixed up. Know who you're talking to. Know who you're talking to. I ain't on no hate. We got to wrap up. So ask God those five questions and the five answers that came from those five questions was again, like I did with my fingers, the topic of white supremacy. That's one of the stones. The topic of the new world order. That's one of the stones. The topic of the true Israelites of the Bible. That's one of the stones. The topic of leprosy, Bible leprosy, which is nothing more than white skin. That's one of the stones. And the last stone is the kingdom of God, the solution of it all. The opposite, the opposite of the king of, of the New World Order. I shouldn't say the opposite, but who the New World Order is trying to mimic. The only threat to the New World Order is the kingdom of God. I'm a part of that kingdom. You're looking at one right now. Part of the answer. I ain't got it together. Pray for me, brothers and sisters. Love every single one of you. 
every single one of you. And there's nothing you can do about it. Folks, i got to tell you all something. We're going to start broadcasting on Wednesdays now. I'm, the church is, my church is doing something uh, new. And uh, it's a part of a group I'm in. They meet on Thursdays. So I'm going to start doing these Facebook Lives on Sundays and Wednesdays. No more Thursdays. Sundays and Wednesdays. Sundays and Wednesdays. So remember that. And... Um, Boy, just talking about this does something to me. It does something to me. It does something to me. When I slow it down, this is why sometimes it's good to do these shows by itself. When I slow it down like this, it really makes me think about what I'm saying, and it does something to me, brothers and sisters. So, I'm going to go out with a song again. I always like to go out with a song, a powerful song. Uh, so, I'm going to just put some on y'all's mind. And as I go out, just think about what you've heard so far. This is a song um, called, this is by my favorite reggae group. Before y'all say, all right, y'all hang up. No, listen to this. This is powerful. Okay? And it's talking about people that have stolen our identity. Listen to Morgan Harris talk about this. And we'll see you on Sunday. I think I'm going to do a part two and get into the scriptures like I was supposed to do, and I didn't do at all, hardly. But I want to show you all in the scriptures how there's no other people that live out the scriptures in Deuteronomy 20, Leviticus 26, and really hundreds of other scriptures, more so than African American. If they are living it out like us, they're one of our sister tribes. But definitely not the people in Israel. No disrespect, much love for them. Love every single one of you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Morgan Harris is coming at you. Jacob, the cover. 
Through him the truth shall be revealed forever. 